This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Having a rough day? Are your kids getting on your nerves? Are they not listening? Touching shit in the store? Telling strangers that they've had chicken nuggets and french fries for the third time this week? We understand and we are here to help. SIAD is a third-party disciplinary program specifically designed for moments like these. How does SIAD work, you ask? Well, with one touch of a button through our easily comprehensible app, you can book a SIAD agent to show up immediately and handle and or assist in reprimanding unruly children. With more than three options available ranging from the intimidation stare to the tight-lipped verbal assassin, disciplining your child has never been easier. With one thumb scroll through our app, you can look through the profiles and reviews of our highly respected SIAD agents and select the one you think will be the most effective fit for your situation. If you're still feeling uncertain of the effectiveness of our services, listen to these customer reviews. Man, the SIAD agent came. They had my little motherfuckers quiet as shit. She came in like, sit your motherfucking ass down. See, my kid is bad, so I had to get a premium package. But that shit worked. Now I can smoke in peace. You hear that shit? No one fucking crying. No one screaming. It's peaceful. See? A happy customer. Still not convinced? Check out another review. Well, at first I was skeptical because we don't raise our voices at our children, but Adam was becoming a handful. He started referring to me as my dirty whore instead of mommy. I think he heard me and his father being, you know, intimate. But I used the week free trial, and after the second day, we signed up for a two-year contract. I selected the intimidation stare package, and without ever saying a word, Agent Hattie Mae, she has changed my son's whole behavior pattern. My life has changed for the better, and now only one man is calling me a dirty whore. <laughs> well, there you have it. Whatever your disciplinary needs are, our agency has it covered. Download our app wherever you download your apps from. Look for Sit Yo Ass Down, LLC. Again, that's Sit Yo Ass Down, LLC. Disclaimer. Due to legal repercussions, Sit Your Ass Down, also known as SIAD, does not physically reprimand children. However, for an additional cost, an agent can offer guided assistance in the legal guardian doing so. Start the damn show. Shall we talk about your clubhouse hosting duties? Yeah, it was cool. You know, it was cute. It was a fulfilling conversation. Not many people joined in, but it was... Oh, damn, I messed up the cell. It wasn't many people that chimed, uh, that joined in, but the conversation itself was very fulfilling. Definitely what I needed because that topic was like, ugh, annoying to me. But I enjoyed it. So how's your clubhouse experience been this week? I've been dialing down because it's too much. 
And I wish people, when they put the settings for an hour, the shit was actually an hour. Because once it goes two, three, four hours, I'm just like, who has time to have these long-ass conversations with strangers? I mean, I, I can't say that because, um, well, you know, I don't be usually scheduling stuff. But I've, I've sat in a couple of rooms where I've been in there for a couple of hours. I mean, sometimes the conversation just be too good. The gems be dropping. I'd be like, mm, give me all of that. And it's fine. Like, when I'm at work, it's cool to listen to these things. But when you actually, like, want to participate, it's like, I have mm. other shit to do. I don't know what y'all be doing, but can we wrap this up? So I can, <laughs> what you call it, the Irish exit or something? Yeah, the Irish goodbye, the Irish exit, yeah. Which no, is you said what? It is a little bit. It's low-key. Well, in the article, um, they kind of, yo, she really picked all of my flowers, bro. In the article, they kind of, um, they, they, they discussed the basis of it and the ways in which you can view the origin of the, the term. But, I mean, I've heard Irish people say it. So, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's all right for other people to say it. This could be one of those, like, N-word type of things or, you know, the F-word type of things. But, I mean, I've always known it as such. But they do have like they they um they do say like Irish exit or Dutch exit, you know, other <clears throat> other uh, cultural backgrounds or whatever nationalities, whatever. I, don't, I gotta brush up on like those uh, PC terms for like you know people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they they do have other you know people that say Dutch. Da, da, da. But either way. And that's what I've always known it from or known it as. And I've heard a couple of uh, Irish people refer to it as such. But the premise is still the same, you know. You just leave without saying goodbye. Just slide out the exit, you know, just look. I'll holler at you later, send a little text. Hey, party got crazy last night. <laughs> <laughs> I may have to do that. Because t- I'm starting to get to the point where it's like, if I don't have something to say on stage, I don't know if I really want to be in the room anymore. <laughs> What type of rooms have you been uh, entering in? I've been going to, I used to go into most of the TV and movie rooms, but then I went into the relationship rooms to listen. This just like a lot. Okay, so after sitting in a couple of relationship rooms, what are your thoughts? What what what, what have you come to the conclusion of? Um, I basically, hmm, one that I need to stick, no, I just need to go back to the way I used to be. It was like, if somebody comes into my life, accept them, but not go after people because all these things you're supposed to do for apps and all, I'm just like, I don't, who got, it's like with Clubhouse, who has the time for all these backflips and everything? Mm. Like, I, I don't think that everybody should see themselves as a prize, but they talking about all the things they want, but I'm like, what are you offering to people? So it's like, and not for nothing, did you were you on stage or were you in the audience for these type of conversations? I'm trying to be confronted by strangers about these opinions. I'm still not all that comfortable telling people I know about dating opinions. I mean, but not for nothing, that's a fair question though. That like, you know, you gotta jump on how they all right, greetings, brother, uh greetings, brother. I know everything about love. I wanna first thank you for allowing me to come on a stage. <laughs> and um, I want to thank you, you know, for giving me the space to speak, you know what I'm saying, and to share my thoughts. All of you black women up here are beautiful. And um, 
I just wanted to let you know a little bit about me first. You know what I'm saying? I've, been, I've had my heart broken two times before, and now I know everything about love, and I just know that everybody's supposed to come to me. <laughs> that's, really, that's really how they be. But no, yeah. like, that's a fair question to ask. Like, okay, well, if everybody is talking about what what they need and, you know, what they want, what, what, what exactly do you offer? What are you offering, you know, to that space? But you know, it's, it's like with your room. I usually go into rooms with a bunch of black women speaking on stage, and I'm and when it was like with your room, I just like this is not for me to be commenting. I feel like. And yeah, I'm, I hear you. I hear you on that. But relationships is I don't. I mean, just because it's a bunch of black women up there, I'm not qualified to talk about relationships at all. Everybody's qualified to talk about relationships, or at least ask questions about it. Questions. If you're curious, yeah. If you're if you're saying like, okay, everybody is. Um, saying what they require, but like, what exactly are you guys bringing to the table? You're qualified to ask that question, that, and that's a fair question. It's not an offensive question. If people take offense to that question, and obviously they don't, they didn't sit and think about it. They've only been on some me, me, me shit. And if that's the case, that makes them look at themselves because if you are talking about what everybody, like what you want and what's brought to you and what you will tolerate and all this other stuff, and then you're offended when somebody says, "Well, what do you offer?" then that obviously means that you need to take a step back and look, are you even ready for a relationship? Because that's a fair question. If you're about to date somebody, they're going to ask you. You know what I mean? Like at, at some point it's going to be, okay, I understand what you're looking for, but what do you offer? Like that's, it, the question is going to come, be it from a clubhouse audience member or from somebody you're finding interest in. You get what I'm saying? It's not, it's, it's not an unfair question. And if they can't answer it, then they obviously aren't even ready to move forward in search of a relationship. But I disagree with that because I think a lot of times people kind of make it too much of a dichotomy of either you're not ready or you are, but you have to recognize a lot of people, they have to ease their way into it. And unfortunately, there's only so much you can work on on your own. Eventually, sadly, maybe is a better word, you're going to have to work on it with another person for better or worse. Right, but if that if you can't even handle a simple question like, well, what do you bring to the table? If you can't handle being asked that, then how exactly are you going, like, how how can you say that you're ready or, or remotely even, like, yeah, how can you say that you're ready for a relationship or, you know what I mean, if you're not willing to open up that book and look at yourself? Like, because already you're starting off on the wrong foot. If you come into me and you're saying, like, yeah, I want this in a man, and I want this in a man, and I want this in a man, right? Yeah. And then me as a man, I say, okay, so I hear you in your wants, but what do you have to give? And you get mad at that? Why would that make you mad? Why would that offend you? I think it's just I'm always prepping for the worst and hoping for the best. So when it comes to like touchy subjects like that, it just seems like too much of a red zone if they don't know where you're coming from. But I don't think it's, like, I don't understand how that can be taken wrongly. If you were, if you, I know you've probably been in these rooms, but these people between their baggage, because they're highly educated, but can't find nobody, people, they find their shit, they're very much, a lot of it's a venting session, so it's kind of like, you don't really want to challenge them when they already feel like they're in an emotional or raw place. But it's not a challenge. It's just a question. And if you receive it as a, a challenge, then are you really in an emotional 
state of maturity? Like, is there the maturity level for a relationship even there? Because it's not an unfair question. You get what I'm saying? Whether they're venting or not. Like, if you're coming on stage and you're telling the world about what you want, like, like I just don't see how you can go from... Let me turn this off. I just don't see how you can go from... I want a man who does this and I want a man who has this and I want a man who does that. And then it's like, okay, so what do you do? I should know for a record. It's never one of those, I want this, that, and the third. It's one of those things where they're questioning, I am highly educated, have a job, all this stuff. Why can't I find either my match or something of that ilk? Because it might, your match may not be what you, what you think you're matched with. You know what I mean? Like, your match may not be what you believe is what you need. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like somebody asked me recently, um, they said to me, they was like, we, he was having a conversation with his friends and he was like, you know, would you ever be able to be with somebody who is like the male version of yourself? And I was like, hell no. Not at all. He well, why, why do you say that? And I'm like, because I need balance. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? No matter how dope I think I am, no matter how wonderful I think I am, no matter how well I think my head is on straight, I need balance. Because anything in excess is not a good thing. So it's not like, I can say, okay, well, I'm funny, I like to smoke, and I like this, and I like that. Not for nothing, outside of being funny, Ant is the total opposite of me. And that's like outside of you know our annoying issues with each other when it comes to life there's balance there he doesn't smoke he doesn't drink i don't think i would want to be with a man that does smoke and drink and definitely not drink because i i don't like drunk people and smoke because if you smoke and i smoke where's the balance there it's going to be like fuck it we just going to sit here and be high all day together nah like the fact that he doesn't smoke it makes me like okay so if I run out of weed, I can, you know, take a break. I can have a moment of like, all right, well, let me save some money and not be trying to buy weed all the time. You get what I'm saying? Like there's a, a balance there. Whereas when I first, you know, before getting with him and I, you know, was smoking, I'm, oh yeah, I like you because, you know, you always smoking. And I thought about it, like, do I really want to be with somebody who is just like me? Rob is just like me. I cannot ever... <laughs> see that because it's like it's like when I'm around him it's like a dose of myself I get all right cool that's cool we have fun all right I gotta go home because you're getting on my nerves <laughs> you get what I'm saying like like you I, I I've, I've seen male versions of me and it's like you don't it doesn't it's not something that I'm interested in and that's not to say that I'm not dope I'm dope as shit but I know for me it's just I can't take too much of me but like you said, like, or like I said, is people have it set in their minds what they believe that they need. And then the question is, how flexible are you on those needs? Uh, we talk, taking it back to that last fucking out of mom episode. <laughs> I don't even remember the last fucking out of mom episode. Oh, that was one of the things about not specific. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I think I recall that. Yeah, I really don't be remembering shit that I say after I say it. 
It's kind of sad in a way. No, it's not. I thought it was like, I thought I was terrible until I was listening to um, a podcast, one of the podcasts that I like to listen to. And the dude, he was like, yeah, he was like, I'm going to be honest with you. After I turn that mic off, I don't be remembering what the hell I say. <laughs> and I was like, good, I'm not alone. <laughs> That's why when you be sending me quotes, I'll be like, I said that? Damn, I'm good. <laughs> I need to get back into that, but I need to do so much more. But that's like, where do I have the time? Yeah, well, you're a busy man. And in 2020, you're only going to get busier because I, I got a feeling you being in these rooms and you asking and you you being in these TV rooms and these show rooms. I got a feeling that and I'm probably just going to speak this into existence. Ooh. You're going to end up back on stage with somebody and it's going to end like you're going to ask a certain you're going to ask certain questions just in general conversation and somebody's going to hear you asking those questions and they're going to reach out to you for a bigger project. I did questions when it came to for the love of Jason cast. That was yeah. And that's why like, I, I know that you were on the um, stage with them, but I'm saying it's going to happen like that again, but it's going to be somebody who is in a, a position to like, be, to see you know, your form of questions and then they're going to go and look at your website and they're going to end up reaching out to you like, hey, um, I have this project that I'm working on and I think that maybe you'll be a good fit for it. So your your 2020 is going to be busy. Like, I just I just foresee that as it is. Not to correct you, but what year is it? Excuse me, 2021. Correct me, shit. I, it's still January. It's literally only fucking three days in. <laughs> no shit. It's gonna take me till February to 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 fully adapt to 2021. I'm still test driving this shit. Okay, shall we get into TV and movies? Sure. So Did you watch the Bell? Um, I gotta check myself. I was about to say, you watch the Bell, bitches? It's not nice. I know. Oh, you Bell. said it was Bell Collective. Yeah, what did I call them? The Bell. So many things, but not the name of the show. <laughs> At all. And that's why I'm so happy that you, you were able to find out what I was talking about. Because I definitely, once you said it, I was like, mm, that's definitely what it's called. I think I was like Jackson Bells or Mississippi Bells or some shit. Yeah, the no. Bell Collective. Did you get the chance to finish the first episode? I got like two minutes left. But I think I pretty much got a feel of what this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't recall like if you miss. I don't think you missed anything in, like the last couple of minutes outside of what they finished with the argument, like when they was at the brunch. Oh, the one with the big ass hat. The big ass hat. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what's her name, Marie? What's you know, you you would know the names more than I, because I don't know if I'm going. Unless you want to keep following this show, I don't know if I'm going to watch another episode. Oh yeah, no, I'm gonna watch it. I like it. Did not. It doesn't necessarily have to be like I'm just gonna watch it because I'm going to enjoy. Like I'm enjoying it. I want to see. Like I'm invested now from watching a preview. Like I want to see what the hell. Um. I want to see what the hell her her son that Marie girl whomever big hat. I want to see what what her son was talking about. Um, and the five, the one with the five-year-old. No, no, nah, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how many kids. No, she got a lot of kids, but her son was like twenty-one, and he got oh, like three oh, kids. The one with the mental health facility. Yeah, her. Yeah, and you know what? Not for nothing, and it's not just this show, but reality shows like that. It. Are you done already? Oh gosh, they move about his spaces. Um, but like reality shows um, in that type of field, 
when they have these discussions of, you know, introducing the, the people, I don't like the conversations or how they use the conversations to introduce, you know what I'm saying? Um, like when she was sitting there like, all right, you know, we got this big facility. We had like 10,000 square feet. We started at such and such. It's like, I know that you're saying that so that to let everybody know what it is. Like and like your come up and everything, but shut up. Like you, I'm not saying you capping, but it just the way you saying it sounds cap. And I guess it's because it's the way the scene is staged. Mm-hmm. But it just is so annoying. Ew. Like I didn't. I hate the intro parts where they start talking about like you know where they're saying things to try to make it. I'm trying to find a quiet space in the damn house to go to. This house is big enough. Pacer, don't you come down here following me? He just wanna love you. Oh my god. Yes. No, go upstairs because I don't trust you around my equipment. Go on. Go. See, look, stop, move. Come over here sniffing the stuff that I done built. Take your big ass upstairs. Poor Pacer. Come sit in the mirror's dirty ass room. <laughs> he think he's slick, yo, because I haven't been down here in a minute. So, like, I came and I opened the door. I was like, oh my God. It was like, you know, when you, um, those those thrasher movies where it's like ee, ee, ee. that's how I was looking at all this shit that's on this floor, dirty clothes everywhere. Oh, boys are so gross. But yeah, I don't like how they set up wet towel on a bed. What is wrong with oh my god? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> as soon as we get off this phone, be like, before we have, because he want to have game night tonight. Before we have game night, you gotta go down there and do something with your room, because. I don't know how you can live like this. Oh my God, such a... Anyways. But yeah, so um, I don't like how they set up those scenes. Not for nothing, certain, like, some things that are staged, it's like, all right, cool. But those intros, I don't like it when they stage it to, to like, try to fill you in on it. But then, like, I'm trying to find how to, a word, to, like, how to express it. It's like... It's not that genuine and seems too um Yeah, forced. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah, very forced. And it's like, bruh. Like, you know, we we started this uh we the biggest one in the country. And this is not for nothing. If it's supposed to be natural, why are you saying these to the pe- to her if she's already well aware of what y'all did? Mm. If she's your business partner, she knows where y'all started from and where y'all came from. Granted, we don't know that, but can't you just tell us that in a confessional? Basically. That's, I guess, where I'm getting at. Like, I feel like you you could have said that in a confessional. You didn't have to have a whole scene about that. I would have much rather the scene of you talking about um, how you got to those things. Like, that's where, where I've been finding my interest in a lot lately is... Um, like, don't just say that you're a rich black woman. Give me a little bit more detail into, like, how you got there, what inspired it, where were the first steps you took, blah, blah, blah. Like, the other girl with the hair weave. What, the Yeah. Like, she did a better job of, like, explaining how she got to where she was. But her shit about to just be fucked up because of her zaddy. <laughs> Them zaddy issues is going to get her. That man, twenty years older than us. Like you know, his name is Clarence. He's twenty years my senior. 
been together about what five years or so. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ew, girl. Like, not for nothing, Clint, or whatever the nigga. Well, his name might actually be Clarence. I'm joking around, but that shit may really be Clarence. Don't and like, that. you can look at him and tell what type of nigga he. I don't. I hate to say I'm. You know, I'm judging a book by his cover, but this TV, I could do that. It's not real life. It like, is. Mm-hmm. It's real life for them. It ain't real life for me. So I could do that. I could. I could talk about him. Um, he looked like the type. He yeah, he looked like some older insecure nigga. Like I wanted a bad young thing. Now that I got her, you know. Now that I got her, it's like you know I gotta keep up with her. You heard him when he was like, you don't um, even want to keep up with her. He wants to keep her chained. Yes, you heard him when she was. First of all, she was like, yeah, you know. Um, I don't. Did she ask him if she can go to the brunch, or was it? Uh, how do you feel about that type of thing? It was a sort of ass fill out because she knows that sometimes he says no. That's why the uh, more flamboyant person in her shop is like, we mm. didn't would come. It's, yeah, he was a cutie. You know, I just think, them, I think. His, he, name his name is what? Cliff. Cliff. Close enough, Cliff Clarence. Old. <laughs> Somebody, Grandpa. Somebody, uh, Papa. All I know is he can't be in the sunlight too long. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. What does he, he and that's another thing. It says Kip's tree service. So is he just cutting down trees or something? Does he got a city or state contract? What well, he got so. want to have him. Not to be hating or nothing, but it's like I don't get it. He probably was established and probably gave her a little bit of funding. And that's how she got her leg up type thing. Maybe not, you know what I'm saying? I could just be making shit up, but that, that, you know. They've been dated 10 years. They dated 10 years? Oh, he just snatched her straight out the cradle. And they've been married for five. So that's 15 years. Is she, what, 40? No, 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 no. Dating 10 years, married for five, so maybe. So that's 15 years collectively that they've been dealing with each other. Unless she's counting the years of the 10. Let me find out he was one of them drug dealers picking her up from high school. Oh, light skin R. Kelly. Mm. Wouldn't be some bright. But ooh, oh. look, eyelashes. Goodness gracious. She can wipe off some freaking. Oh, uh, what was her name? Latrice? Yes, these eyelashes are long as shit. You know how they like them. Um, what else gets me? How to go back? The dentist lady. You said who? The dentist. Oh, she, yeah, she's a, uh, I don't want to say a puppet, but she's a follower. She's a, she's hair weave ladies, uh, slacky. I won't call her a slacky. She got no, her. not as she got her own, but you know, you know what I mean. Well, maybe you don't know what I mean when I say slacky, but you know, like the type of people who she's, she's set fine, but like you watched Housewives of Atlanta. Are you familiar with that? With them? I- who Mimi is and Candy was on there. And... Did you have you ever watched it? No, I just saw memes. Okay, so no, you wouldn't know. All right, like Cynthia Bailey, like in the earlier seasons that when Cynthia got on, she was kind of just like, yeah, she was successful. Yeah, she was making boss moves and she was doing her shit. But when it came to her friendships, she was very much um, second fiddle type. So it was like, 
all right, well, you know, if Nene says that we're leaving, then we're leaving. And it's like, bitch, you you got your whole ass on, you know. So <laughs> dentist lady, she doesn't, I'm not necessarily saying she's a flunky, but you could tell that I uh hair weave lady is the 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 dominant one in their friendship. But it seems like a good friendship. Mm. Mm. Nah. I'm a female and I've had I've been a female and female friendships before. I can already see what that is. She she gonna be a flunky. <sighs> My thing is that I just hope that hair weave lady genuinely has her back. Cause it's like it's one thing if you are right, if you the flunky in the friendship, not the flunky, but you know, the the less dominant one in the friendship, that's fine as long as the per as long as it's the friendship is equally respected. You get what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you're, you know, yeah, okay, I might be more dominant. That because that's how I am. I, I've always been one of the more dominant friends, um, with with some of my friend groups growing up. But it wasn't like a I'm dominant and fuck you and your fuck you and what you got going on type thing. It was like yeah, I'm dominant, but come on, like I'm trying to pull you up into dominance as well. And if you just so choose to be like you know, oh you know whatever, it's fine. That's you. But you know what I mean? I'm not going to walk over you type thing. If it's like a situation where it's a mutual respect and nobody's walking over anybody else, then that's fine. But if not, then there's 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 drama ahead because at some point or another, she's going to be like, oh, I, I don't know what you thought this was, but um, this not this not how we going to be, bitch, because I'm about to be a millionaire too. I don't think she, the dentist lady, I don't think she's a millionaire yet, but... Um, <laughs> Got a big ass space. She about to open up her dentist practice. Yeah, half a mil in contracting fees. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But she like I didn't like her wigs either. Like little things. Like I mean, and it could just be um, it could just be that she's the more uh financially responsible one. Like one of those, you know, every every friend group has that one friend that's like, you know, I don't need all of those fancy things like you know, nice is nice enough for me. Like, y'all want extravagant, and I'm cool with nice, you know. Because when you seen, like, if when they were doing a brunch thing, everybody had their glam team, and she just was in there with her little glass of uh, champagne by herself. You feel what I'm saying? Well, not for nothing. Maybe she don't need as much help and work as the rest of them do. I mean, she is a cute girl, very big teeth, but um, her wig... She had a nice wig, but I could see the line where the wig was. It was just like I don't. I'm not very versed in wigs, but I'm almost certain that that that's not really supposed. To, like you know that that's shunned upon in your community. Do they ever wear their natural hair out on these shows? I've seen a couple of episodes of these type of shows where they claim to have nat- have their natural hair out. Like, oh, this is all me. But even then, like Kenya. And housewives, she had a whole situation, and I think they was just—they just needed a storyline. They just ran out of stuff to say because she was a lot of, um, she was doing a whole lot of, oh, you know, this is my um, my real hair, my real hair, and she had a, a hairline or a hair care line, and then one day she was caught wearing a wig. And they were like, oh, I thought you only do real hair. I thought you don't do wigs. And she's like, I can't believe you would do, uh, what is it, defamation of character? I can't believe defamation of character. You would say that you're affecting my brand and my money. And this how I feed my family. And it's like, bro, if you put on a wig, you put on a wig. Just don't go around telling everybody that this your real hair when they can see that it's not. That's all. They just don't lie about it. So I don't know. Maybe they do. 
Maybe they don't. I mean, I really can't tell. And I don't wear enough weave to, you know, know the signs. <laughs> I keep pressing the wrong button and playing the wrong thing. So I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. What about your personality lady? You like her? Who? The one with that's a radio personality. I do not like her. Her voice is very annoying. Oh my. <laughs> yes, I put that into that. Um, is that everybody? Like she her problem, like I'm not gonna say her problem. Like when she's talking regularly, like in confessionals, fine, but when she's talking to other people, she has this type of whiny voice and mm -hmm. it really was like annoying my ears. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I'm not getting any younger, and I need to <laughs> ask you for your sperm. Can you stop, please? Exactly. <laughs> and when they said she's a radio host, I was like, baby. I she will be listening. To national, too. No, she will not. Not with that voice, she won't. She better get some mucinex or something, sniff some Akron or something before she makes that attempt. I'm mad you said she needs some mucinex. Yeah, no, because what we will not do, what we will not do is sound like that on my radio in New Jersey. Hmm. I will be writing to the Better Business Bureau, whomever I need to write to, because we will not. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. But um, who else? Oh, with the big hair lady, with the um, with the the what's it called? The health facility, the mental health facility. Yeah. I think um, I'm really interested in seeing more about her life. For some reason, I want to know about the husband and his cheating ass ways. I want to know who about her oh you didn't did you watch the preview episode um, like the casting not the casting yeah the casting part no i just watched the first the time. first one okay that's why so like in the in the casting one they were talking about you know how they go through and they tell you a little bit more about um about each one's storyline type thing yeah. so like they were talking about her storyline or whatever and basically um her husband like her son you know she has issues with her son having to take care of him and take care of him and his three baby mamas and his three kids and her own kids and then the husband and the husband he gives off that vibe of like you know how niggas be smiling but just don't be shit but they just be trying to be like present and like oh I'm gonna sit here and make it seem like I'm doing work but I ain't really doing nothing like that he gives off that vibe so like as they were doing the whole, you know, talking about things or whatever and, you know, introducing her life and, you know, God dang it, introducing, um, introducing her story. He kind of was just sitting there like smiling, like, see, you don't watch, you, you didn't watch Housewives. So, and I don't watch a whole lot of uh, reality shows like this so that I can't, you know, kind of name people that you would really understand about. The last but, one I watched was, um, Tamar and Vince and the Bastard Family Values. I wonder if that helps you. Oddly enough, uh, Vince's brother was our contractor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, he was our contractor on this at this at this house. Um, shout out to him. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, no, he. Uh, I can't even. I don't think there was anybody on Vince and Tamar that like kind of give me that vibe. But he just was like, 
I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to smile. And, you know, I'm just here to sit and smile and support you on this because I really probably don't um, think, it, you know, us doing this was a good idea type thing. Like, he just, he just sits there and smiles, like, almost like a foreign person who doesn't speak English. You know what I mean? How they just sit and smile, like, when you talk to them, like, uh-huh. And he's just like, do you understand anything I'm saying? It's like, no. With a smile, it's shaking their head yes. Like, that. that's how he, that's the vibe he gave me. Um, but then come to find out he just wasn't a shit he was an ancient nigga and, and the thing it has a moment where she's just like you know I just was wondering you know where you know how you felt about that or whatever because you know you didn't come home last night and he's just even when she said that he's just sitting there kind of smiling like yes <laughs> like, like giving the foreigner smile and you know trying to understand English just yes you didn't come home last night yes and Come to find out, as as they discuss more of their storyline, um, he's he like they was like he's currently in Aruba. He's been in Aruba for three weeks, and it's like, bitch, what? <laughs> and uh, then the producer, what? huh? Well, who's money? That's questions I need answers to. That's why it's like, bro, I really need to. Um, I, I'm committed now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm committed because I, I want to know who. Like, are you? And then she says it, at, you know, as they give you the preview of the season, she's like, oh, yeah, um, her best friend or her business partner is like, you know, telling her, like, you know, he's been in Aruba for three weeks. You know what happens when he goes out of town. And then, like, that's when she confirmed, like, you know, whenever he goes out of town, it's usually women involved. And then Egypt says, like, oh, a little birdie told me Egypt did the... um." she had the conversation with the producer. So she's like, well, little birdie told me that that's not the only trip he took while the show was airing. And the producer was like, oh, but little birdie told you that. But little birdie told you that. She's like, little birdie told me that he was also in, um, he took a trip to Paris during the airing. And I'm like, "Mm, I'm committed. I want to (laughs) know. It almost feels like this whole show could be just her. Listen, I would like to know more about her. And then she's like, from the way they describe her, she's like a straight shooter. You know what I'm saying? She says exactly what's on her mind or whatever. So I'm really interested in like seeing what that's about. Um, and then with um, Hair Lady, I want to see, uh, I want to see if she can identify the issues that these daddy issues is going to cause. You know what I'm saying? Like the. I just want to see her hairdresser come at her daddy's face. Ooh. Unintended. I want. I do want to see more of the hairdresser because you know I love me a, a cute little gay. He, he was like, you know why we don't invite you? I was like, oh girl, you are cute. I'm loving the hair, the face, the skin is nice and clear. I like this look on you, sir. But yeah, so I want to know more about her. I could do without the um, dentist lady. She seems too weak for me. I enjoy her story. Mm. Uh, yeah, she's just giving me weak vibes. But that's because, like, um, again, I watched that first, that preview episode. So it gives a little more about her her storyline. And she was basically, I don't know if you um, gathered, if they even mentioned it from the first episode. But yeah. basically, they broke up because, um, well, I don't think it's the only reason, but that's one of the reasons she named is because like the whole concept of having kids mm. and raising biracial kids in Mississippi. Mm. Right. So I was like, that's interesting. Um, 
you know, that was a, a interesting statement there. But then um, they show previews of the season and she's like basically crying to one of her friends about um, that little white friend that she had, the white girl. Mm. Or the, I don't even call her a girl because she definitely was like a white lady. But she was like crying to her about how like, oh, you know, she's like, is it over, over? And she's like, I heard that. I was like, oh, nah. Mm-mm. But wasn't in the first episode she was ready to flip with the new white contract that she yes. had? They said like the, the producer said that her um her her divorce and everything was very, 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 very new because during casting, it was so new that she was married during casting. When they when they were doing the casting, she was still married, so it was a very new thing. But yeah, like I mean, you you go ahead and get out there, or whatever. Just you know, I don't know. And she just she gives me boring vibes. You know, there has to be one that seems normal. Yeah, you're right. You are absolutely right. Because everybody else between their husbands cheating on them or possibly cheating on them, the. Like the one who was hosting um the party, she was talking about her husband. Oh yeah, her um Miss Black Wall Street. I forgot what the name of the street, the actual street was, but um, but yeah, her the from the from what the producer said, she is actually the reason the show started. She had contacted him and she had wanted him to um to do a a show about or do you know record her brunch or some do a special about her brunch and. Ferris Street. That's what it was. Yeah, which is, I mean, don't get me wrong. Love the idea. Love the concept. Love the whole buy buy back the block thing. And I hope that she is able to get it up and running or whatever she is trying to do with it. But uh, what was I saying about her? Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, she had reached out to the producer so that he can um, excuse me, so that he can do the uh, record the brunch or do something about the brunch. And he was just like, well, you know, like, well, what's up with, you know what I mean? What's up with the rest of these people? And she she brought people on, but she didn't want to be on the show. But not for nothing, like, yeah. Um, her story seems like it could be a little boring. Look, my issue is I don't want to be seeing all these people who are highly successful with fucked up relationships. Like, I could watch a Shonda Rhimes show for that shit. Oh, child. Hello, Olivia. <laughs> Hello, Olivia. Hello. What was um uh, Viola? I can't remember the name of her character. Um, Damn. what was her name on fucking How to Get Away? Uh, Antoinette. No. Uh, how, yeah, Annalise. There you go. Yeah. I had the A's right, but um, yeah, no, nah, you're right. You're absolutely right. But yeah, I kind of I don't know. Like I do like to see. I do like to the drama of it, but yeah, when it comes down to it, I, it's like, okay. But I think that goes to play into the tie of like, can you actually have it all? Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not saying that, no, you can't or anything like that. But I think that's the, 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 the position they're trying to raise with showing like, okay, you got these successful ass women and they stand and niggas still ain't shit type thing. Couldn't it just be the stuff that they need to get done for their jobs? Why is what's got to be the nigga and shit? Exactly. Like, I, and, and not for nothing because the, you know what it is the age group of the show. That, you know. What'd you say? Isn't this a ready to love age group? Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you got to think, like, the producers are probably believing, like, oh, you know, a lot of women 
their age are going through something similar. So it's like they can see themselves on television or, you know what I mean? See, see themselves and their issues and feel like they can relate or whatever. But at the same time, it's like, bro, how about, how about we just see the the business aspect and find motivation from that? Like, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I do enjoy the drama of it, but I think that the whole putting the relationship up there and the, you know, the, the, those aspects of quote unquote womanhood, um, is is to be relatable to women of a certain age, but women of my age, I can do without the shit. I just like it for the drama. Like, oh, you just let me know that even though you know when I get forty, fifty, nigga still ain't shit. Okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it, love ain't gonna get no easier. Okay, got it. That's not hopeful. It's not. And that's why sometimes I wonder, like, you know, what exactly do you gain from that? You know what I'm saying? From that narrative. Um, But, like, yeah, what exactly do you, can you gather from that? Like, I mean, it is what it is. I like the the fact that I'm seeing so many Black professional businesswomen. Like, that has been giving me life. Like, I was in a room, a clubhouse room the other day. There was some situation. I don't know. Did you see it? It was um, what was the name? It was a big thing that was going on on Clubhouse, and it it was the room had caused the stir up in the room had caused so many other people to create room secondary like little subreddits of rooms. Um, it was like a rich rich white people secrets. Ah, you told me about that. Did I? You gave me a little tip of what was happening in bed. On the phone or? Oh, uh, text message. Oh, okay. Did I? I do not remember that. You know, something happening when there was like no actual white people dropping anything of knowledge. Yeah, but that wasn't like it wasn't supposed to be. The guy who created the room was named Billy Jean. Um, I've never actually heard of him, but apparently he's like some you know creator or some marketing guy, and you know people and very pretty popular type thing. But um. He had created the room and um, when people were going, like somebody had pinged this lady named Allison in there and damn, um, when she went into the room, like basically he started the room and then, you know, he had left the room. He had, he had signed off of clubhouse to go do something. And in his absence, he made like some, some guy that he knows or whatever, a white guy and moderator. And then the white guy took the room to a different, you know, aspect of like a different conversation and the conversation was very dismissive to black people and the room was was supposed to be geared toward black people and you know uplifting and empowering and teaching them secrets of you know rich white people secrets type thing and so when the white guy was on stage he said something he was like you know basically saying shit that wasn't wasn't needed you know what I mean and at some point he even mentioned like black fathers not being in the homes and like an incorrect statistic or something and the girl Allison was like oh nah like you know she was she was pinned to the room and then she was brought on stage or whatever and every time she would try to speak on something they were kind of like dismissing the white men were kind of dismissing her and you know just white men doing white shit and so she left the room and then she started her own room and was talking about it or whatever and then he came in the room uh, the guy who started the other room, the black guy who started the other room, and he kind of came in on 10, like, yeah, you're making rooms about me. You should have at least had the conversation with me, not knowing 
what exactly took place in his room to make her have to start another room. And then they, it was just messy, 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 messy. But I said all of that to say, um, amidst the mess, <laughs> there was a guy, there was a girl, well, Allison herself, you know, claimed to be very, success, very successful. And I had to like do my Googles. And yeah, she indeed was, um, proved to be successful she had you know a couple of Forbes articles written about her and you know her work or whatever that she does and so once they stopped arguing um another black woman that was on stage she was you know she came in and she chimed in her two cents and how she was feeling but me being nosy because she said she was like yeah you know I started out as a janitor in a hospital and I'm sweeping these floors and I'm cleaning these rooms. And, you know, when, when these richest of rich people come in and they're dying, they're not asking how much money is in my bank account. They just wanting somebody to be close to the law. And she kept, you know, mentioning, yeah, you know, I started from here and now da, da, da. And she said, I'm a multimillionaire. She said it twice. So I'm like, all right, well, you know, people be capping. So let me go ahead and see if she capping. So I clicked on her profile, went through her stuff and then I did my Googles and I'm like, Hmm. Okay. Like, cause she wasn't, she was like probably in like her between 30, like between my age and my sister's age. My sister's like 41. So um so she she's probably like between 30, probably like 30, between 32, yeah, around there somewhere. I don't know, in her 30s or four, early early 40s. I want to say late 30s, if anything. But I'm like looking at her and she starts talking a little bit about how she got to where she was and she ain't going to detail. And I'm like, okay, so now I'm fascinated to see because it's when you see people who look like you and you know, they're dropping easy. I'm, 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 I'm a millionaire. You know what I mean? Like I make this, and I'm like, okay, well let me see more about your story. So luckily in the articles, they did talk more about how she actually got to that level instead of just like, oh yeah, she was doing this and then that was it. Or like she sells, um, this product or she does this type of marketing and it's just like okay but how does she end up doing that to get to the millions like what were the steps that she took to get to the millions so it was a very interesting and empowering conversation that they were having amongst themselves that I was you know listening into but I forgot where I was going with all of that but it felt good to see a bunch of rich uh, black women talking they shit and then one Allison at one point had to drop a bomb because dude was like yeah you're just chasing you're just clout chasing and she was like bro I'm not clout chasing she said I have more money than you do she was like I'm not clout chasing what she say I'm not clout chasing I'm something she's she's no she's like you're chasing the fame you're chasing the fame and I got the fortune or some shit she said and I was just like word drop that bomb bro like she, cause you know how black women get when you get them going. It's like, all right, I'm trying to be humble, but bitch, don't make me flex. And I was in the audience like, flex on him. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's my thing. So I'd like to see a little bit more of like that in that show of how these black women, like, you know, is getting to the checks and then how the checks affects them. And you know, live in lavish like that or whatever, but I could do without all of the, the zaddies. The I could do I could do without the zaddies, or maybe like a side of it, like maybe just like, you know, every now and then. But I, I do feel like they're gonna try to make a lot of uh their relationship woes the bigger point in excuse me, the bigger point in their storylines. Not just the voice of fucking but then that, that again that puts that puts the statement in the in the air of can you have it all? Can you 
have a healthy relationship and a, a successful business. But they never show people who do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the people who are doing the best usually got these ain't shit husbands who are either mm. cheating on them. Hello. Hello, because that's what that's what you see. Like, and especially on this show, you see that. Like, how come? What? Well, I don't know. That's a whole other topic in itself. The the statement I was about to make, because it's like, all right, well, not for nothing. Um, you know, not all, but most most men cheat anyway. So it's like, why not bring that to the forefront when it's the reality that the reality. If we're looking for reality, it don't get more realer than than that. But yeah, nah. Kudos to them for being able to do all that shit in front of a camera, though, because. That's what I don't understand. If you know your house ain't in order, why the fuck you putting that on the Hello? And you got a business too? The fuck is Hello. Like what not I mean I mean, I get the whole fuck what people think, but it's just like, nah, you don't need to see. Because in my mind, it's like, if you see me in a weak light in this relationship shit, you might not, you might view that weakness when it comes to my business mentality. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, don't be confused. My heart and my mind, two different things. I might be stupid in this relationship, but when it comes to this check, huh. But again, to each his own. So, yeah. Well, since we're talking about home shows and people of a sudden age and relationships, how about that Ready to Love? Yes, I watched this recent episode. I was waiting for it. You talking about some they took Christmas off, and I'm like, bro, ain't these shits pre-recorded? We don't need Christmas off. Like, <laughs> like they already off. Like, like, yeah, go on, send me that shit. But yeah, I watched that shit. Mm. What's her name? Denise. The Did I- Chocolate Thunder. <laughs> Poor thing. I enjoyed Denise. I just think she she's not ready. She, she she wasn't ready. She is ready, but she's with a whole bunch of men who ain't ready at her level. I she don't no, I don't think she's ready. Like I don't think she should have been on that that show at all. I I would agree with that, but I think she is ready though. It's just that show just well, somebody in one of them dating rooms was talking about the process, accepting the fact that the, the person that she was going to be dating other people, and that basically just, like, um, she, her analogy was, like, you know how the sifting pan when you're baking? Mm-hmm. She used that analogy. Like, when you're dating, that's what you're doing. You're sifting through all the different people until you get, like, whatever good stuff it is, and everybody else just flakes to throw out. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking, when it comes to Denise, it's like... She ain't trying to do all this sifting. If she like you, she like you, and she want to just speed right through. But that's the thing. Like, that's not what you were there for. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, 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 you're there to, quote, unquote, find love. But also, like you said, it's a competition. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, I think she forgot that part. And throughout the season, <laughs> the very short three-week season. <laughs> but throughout the season, it's just like, like, girl, you're doing a lot. And I get it, though, but it's just, like, that's not, like, like you, you, got a, 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 you got a heart that's ready for old love. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you got a, a, a 1960s heart in a 2021 or a 2020 world. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you're not supposed to be talking to nobody else because it's supposed to be me and you. And it's like, but I don't, we ain't say that, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, you said that. 
just like when she was like, yeah, I broke up with, uh, I got to break up with you. And he like, we was together. Like, I understood what she meant, but I feel like she should have used different terminology. I was so confused by that as well. I was like, man, I keep trying to defend Denise with all my heart, but she makes it hard sometimes. She does, and she does. But, like, in that instance, I feel like I can step up and defend her. I think that what she was referring to, not that we were in a relationship, but that we were talking, we were kicking it, and I have to break that off. She should have said something to that effect. But when you say break up with you, people immediately associate that with we weren't in a relationship. We weren't really together. And it's like, nah, we were kicking it. And now I have to put the foot back in my shoe. You know what I'm saying? Like, I gotta, I, I gotta stop kicking it with you. So like, I understood where she was coming from with that. But when she started doing all of that extra shit, painting it on, I'm like, oh girl, you about to put your whole foot in your mouth and get caught up. And that's exactly what she did. Anthony, it was just like, ooh, you just making a whole ass fool of yourself. Oh my gosh. And, and it was like, oh, it was, it was cringeworthy. I was in my shop building. I was just sitting there like, I put my my my, my drill down like, girlfriend, no. Because like, she's like, yeah, I, I just said that I was, you know, uh, follow, I was in love with Anthony to see what Kafani was going to say. Bitch, I know what he going to say. He going to say that to Anthony. <laughs> like, so now you can't even like come and try to like ease up like yeah you know what I'm saying I'm 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 falling for you because he already knew this was coming. Mm-hmm. You know and I think she would have had a chance too. She didn't exactly say all that. if she didn't do that. And it's like he knew I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you go, but let me just get this thought out before I lose it. He knew like it was coming, and then it was like he also knew like or he also had the misconception um, I would say about the whole breaking it off thing or breaking up with you thing. So he's like, once they had that conversation before he got a chance to talk to her, it's like, first of all, y'all were together? Like, y'all weren't together. So now he's already looking at you a little bit sideways, like, okay, so you just be making shit up in your head. You making up relationships in your head. And then on top of that, now you're saying you love me. Like, you looking crazy. Like, you looking unstable, basically. Go ahead. I was just going to say because clearly Anthony and Winter are not the best match. Mm-mm. It's like Matthew Thomas said, some people just making it to the end. They ain't finding the actual love. Yeah, I don't, I didn't, I didn't see anybody that really connected with Winter. I've seen people who like was digging her and thought she was cool or whatever. But I feel like that was more of like something to do instead she, of like actually like giving her. You know what I mean? Really feeling her. Not, not I'm not gonna say giving her because like she got attention and stuff. But I don't think anybody really was like, oh yeah, this is this is the one for me. She and Anthony were never anybody's first pick. Mm-mm. And that that's what another thing that fucked up Denise. Talking about some yeah, you know, you've been a one since day one. We we been a one. I'm sitting there like, girl, stop. You're making it worse, honey. <laughs> But I'm glad she's self-eliminated at least. Yes, because it was, it was like, you know what time it is, bro. Like, once she, once she seen it, it was like, yeah, you know what time it is, bro. Because you, 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 was, you was up. You was up with both of them. And then you just started, like, uh, what's it called? Um, self-destructing, almost. Or self-sabotaging. You know what I mean? It was just like, oh, girl, just stop talking now. Just shh, shh, don't say nothing else. And she just, you know, I'm, I'm I'm falling in love with Anthony. You know, I love Anthony. And Kafani's sitting there like, well, all right, well, that just made it easier for me. And it's just like, dang, girl. 
that's one of those like I'm leaving. All right, well you need me to grab a bag for you or you got it. It's <laughs> like bitch, you don't you don't want me to stay? <laughs> and then Edwin left as well. Edwin was the, the ball mom, guy? The veteran who's a chef. Oh yeah. Yeah, but I agreed with uh with 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 what he was saying um about you know what Tommy said, like you came here looking for love, but you found yourself. I agree. And usually that's like a cheesy ass line, and it's just like, eh, shut the fuck up. But no, I definitely agreed with that because he he was really like in need of some therapy. And I think him being there um just helped him understand that that's what he needed. Like maybe that's a starting place in order for me to start to find love. Like I need to start to actually acknowledge my the areas of of issue and i think joy played a big part in that but he just wasn't her first pick because she's like yeah that's a lot of baggage for me bro i don't know about that but you are awesome (laughs) (laughs) well even simone pointed that out i think he was just with his relationship with his mothers and his sisters he wasn't used to be questioned at that level Mm -hmm. which simone was the attorney girl who was like throwing it all at him but those are the type of questions he probably has been ignoring or just never thought about. Yeah, but then too, she was just coming a little strong on it. Like, uh, can you just slow down? Like, you're firing them off. Just or maybe it's the way it was edited, but yeah. it just came out. It came to the viewer as like, question, 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 question. It's just like, whoa, 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 bitch. Let me let me slowly peel back the bandaid on these wounds. Like you just coming with the with the quick rip. Like I'm not that type of person that gets caught on the hair a little bit. And I kind of, you know, but it, he definitely needed to find more of himself. Or he used that that opportunity. I feel like might have been a good one for him to find himself to see. Kind of like a standardized test, you know what I mean? Like I'm just going to do this now to see exactly where I fall in, and work from there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he he should have self eliminated because I don't think there was anybody there for him anyway, right? No, because he dropped Winter a hell of a long time ago. I don't even think I remember I when think, him and Winter was kicking it. I think it was a time when it was like him, Jay, and him, Jay, Joy, and Winter were kind of like a four way thing. But then eventually he's like, Nah. I just was that to- when they went on that water boat date? Might have been. Oh, was that? That was, no, that was Bald Dude. That was the one who wanted to. No, no, Bald Dude. No, it's two Bald Dude. Kafani got hair or no? Kafani don't got no hair. Okay, so yeah, it's two Bald Dudes then. So, um, yeah, I got. I think I got them mixed up. That was when Kafani and, and what was her name? Adrian? Adriana? Adri- Is she still there? Yeah, remember she's yeah. love triangle with Kalfani and Rashid. Oh, yeah. I don't know why, but she got one. <laughs> And, and who else is who's Rashid's um other pick? Does he have another pick or is it just her? Because Simone left, so and yeah, left, so basically it's Adriana or nothing. Mm. And she's somewhere between a lustfulness of Kalfani and the familiar of Rashid. Mm. This is like this. Once it boils down to the the amount of people that it is now and it's like all right well now people are having to make choices i don't think that's very healthy um a very healthy situation to be in on on either side but more so i'm thinking about like 
when she makes a decision, whomever she doesn't choose is going to feel the effects of that. And it's like, okay, so not only did I sit here and spend all of this time, you know what I mean, trying to get to know these people, but now I got to be reminded that I'm like, you know, second best or I, I, I fell short or I didn't get chosen. Like my pick me is still asking to be picked. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that, 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 that I wonder, I'm not going to say I wonder, but that, that's got to kind of be a blow to yourself. Cause not for nothing. I've been in situations where it was like, um, you know, you got options or, you know, you, you kind of lingering to see like what you're going to do. Like there was this guy I dated in my early twenties, early twenties, late teens, yeah, early twenties. And I really like this nigga. He used to, oh, child, honey. He used to, uh, he lived down the street from my job when I worked at the hospital. And on my lunch break, he would make me breakfast. And yep. I would go there and, yes, honey, have me some good old breakfast. And he made eggs real good. Mm, I, look, I love me a nigga that can make breakfast, boy. Because aunt, that nigga can make the hell out of some pancakes. I don't know how he do it. I guess it's from being from the hood. But they be having that nice little crisp around the edge. But it be soft still and fluffy. Mm, I don't. I don't know how he does it. That's the only thing that he can bust his ass making that and some uh, ramen noodles. <laughs> <laughs> but baby, he got a handle on those two things. But yeah, so dude used to like make me breakfast and stuff. And I mean, like we just, you know, you have that connection with somebody that is just like really dope. Like, I mean, and it was like an artsy type of connection. Like for the most part, I only like uh, people who are in the arts, like, you know, making music and, you know, musicians and athletes. So I don't know that that was my thing. Like not not necessarily like you got to be a famous rapper, but you got to have a creative side and then athletes because when you have you know the creativity and then you have the the athletic ability, like you the the passion there is like so attractive to me. I love to see people passionate and you know like Ant with basketball. I nigga loves basketball and when I watch, I can't watch him play now because he old and washed. Don't get me wrong. Right? <laughs> to anybody who listening, okay. My baby, my baby, he, his shit's still sharp, okay? It's just that he done played his body into the ground. So he'll give you one good-ass game, and he going to bust your ass. But I don't know what's going to happen game two, all right? <laughs> but that passion really got me. Like, I love to see people passionate. So dude was, like, into, like, um, he was a rapper, and he was into, like, making music and, you know, that type of thing and building a business, blah, blah, blah. But he had, like, his ex-girlfriend who he was still hung up on. And so that created a problem because it was like he was really, 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 really feeling me. And I was really, 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 really feeling him. And everything was going all good. And then next thing you know, here she come. Oh, woe is me. What about the history we have and all this other stuff? And then it was, like, hanging in the balance. And I remember him coming to me and saying, like, yo, like, I... I feel like because of the years that, you know, she and I were together, I owe her a second chance. And I'm like, bro, that's not the second chance, though. You said y'all was off and on. Every time y'all go off and you get back on, that's another chance. So it's like 10 chances. It's my turn. Tell the bitch to sit down. (laughs) (laughs) I was mad. (laughs) I was so mad. And it was the sad thing about it, though, Amari, is the fact that had he not been a factor and, like, if I would have met her without ever having known him, she and I would have really made some really great business moves together. Like, I could definitely have seen us, like, working creatively because we were both into the same, like, radio shit, promoting shit, being a connect shit. Like, just, 
like we was there, you know what I'm saying? I could have seen it, but because of how that situation, how we were introduced to our, our knowledge of one another, um, of each other's existence was like, oh, nah, because you come at me sideways, then, you know, especially in my early 20s, like I'm, I'm, I'm with the shits. And I remember her coming at me on Twitter and shit like um, she what she said she had tweeted something and then, you know, small town. So like we ended up having a lot of mutual friends because of the, 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 the networking industry that we ran, like, you know, doing, making music and um, radio and connecting and networking. Blah, blah, blah. So somebody had retweeted her shit onto my timeline. And I was like, this looked like the girl. So when I looked again and I went through the med, like I went through her timeline and I'm like, Oh, she's talking about me. And she's like, I don't understand how niggas could cheat on, cheat on a 10 with a zero. And I'm like, bitch, I look way better than you. Let's not even, let's not even, you are skinny and you can't smile with your mouth open. You better stop playing with me, child. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but yeah, so like, um, I've been there and I've heard though, you know what I mean? And not only not for nothing, like that happened twice with the same dude and the same chick. And it was like the first time I should have learned then, but you know, she done messed around and broke his heart again or whatever. And then here he come. Oh, you know, Hey, what's up? How you been? All right, cool. We kick it again. Cool. We kicking it again. And then here she come one. Oh no, that's my man. Bitch. You know what? Just take them. Just take them. And both y'all get the fuck out of here. Bye. And that's how that, that's how that went. <laughs> yeah. Now he's, huh? No, keep going. Yeah, now he's in another relationship. Like he's, you know, started a family or whatever. And I think his his girl now, his partner now is just she's amazing. And I'd be thinking in my head, and I've I've said this online in a way to like that he knows that I'm talking to him. And I'll be like, you know, like this dude I used to kick it with, like, you know, I really enjoy, really like his girlfriend. Like she's 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 bomb. Like she's so dope. And I'm like, I don't know if he deserves her. <laughs> and I know I typically tell myself like it's not my place to say what people do and don't deserve, but I don't know if he deserves her. She too bomb for him. But either way, like I've been on that that side of not being the chosen one. So it's like you know. Oh, and by the way, the ex girlfriend that bitch said she was gonna slap me when she seen me. Huh? Walked right up in there. So I'm like sitting there in her face at the club, like <laughs> hi. You don't see me? Oh, you 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 gonna slap me when you see me, but you don't see me right here in front of you. You gonna walk past me? Maybe I should follow you. You know what I'm saying? Like I was sitting there waiting for them my 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 face to be slapped and not a nail cheek was touched. Hmm. But yeah, so I've been there on the um, you know, not being chosen or whatever, and it does fuck you up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? It does fuck up your um your confidence a little bit. So it's like in the, in those situations where when it's going to come down to it and not, not for nothing, I got a feeling she's going to choose uh Kafani. That's what I used Yeah. I'm a cho- I got a feeling she's going to choose him. I hope she don't. Who do you think she's going to choose? I'm, I want her to choose Rashid. Can I like Rashid. I feel like Rashid is the best nigga on that show. I agree, which is odd because he it, likes to. No. I wasn't about to do that to light-skinned people. I mean, not for nothing, he do look like the type of nigga that would break my mama heart back in the day. And you know, that's how I judge men. But I was going to say that statement that Denise made earlier in the season about him having narcissistic tendencies and stuff like that. I will say that he definitely proved 
you know, otherwise on that. In my opinion, from what I saw, I did not gather any narcissistic narcissistic tendencies. I felt like he was a very decent man on that show. This does remind me of something they was talking about on the clubhouse, and I needed your insight on. What's up? At what point should you drop somebody, especially if they haven't gone so far as to break your heart and all that other stuff? What you mean? Like in a relationship or in a dating phase? Um, what was the full thing the lady said? Something about, oh, oh, I know I can't put somebody's other information on blast to support my story. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole idea was one of the main things that hold people back in relationships is that they have placeholders. Mm-hmm. So my thing was, at what point do you, what point can, what are some of the main things you would think is something of a placeholder and why you should drop them versus try to figure out a different purpose for them in your life? There you go. I don't know. I've been pushing um, happiness over love. You know what I'm saying? Like, I actually just was having a conversation with AJ about it because she was like, yeah, I think I'm ready for a boyfriend. I was like, bitch, you better sit the fuck down. <laughs> like, girl, you tried it. <laughs> but I explained to her, like, I, you're not ready for a boyfriend yet. And she's like, what you mean? Why not? And I was like, because you don't know. Um, because I don't feel like you know what happiness over love means yet. And I explained it to her, but I feel like, you know, um, if you are able to enter a situation and and value your happiness over the idea of love, then, you know, you drop them as soon as you don't feel happy. As soon as you feel like, all right, well, you're not making me smile as much. Bye. But then, you know. com- but then comes a question. Aren't you supposed to try to work things out and all that? Mm, I told you, Amari, I'm in a different place in my life right now. Just <laughs> like, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you should, but it's like give them a chance if you feel necessary. I think it's all based on um the ex- the the experience of the person. You know what I mean? Like what have you been through before in your life and what can you tolerate? And if you're toler- if you can't tolerate much, then don't it, it would if you don't have to tolerate it and you don't want to tolerate it, then don't. If it's not serving you, if it's not making you happy, if it's not giving you the passion, then fucking go. Bye. And that's pretty much that. But I mean, again, that's that's to be tailored to everybody because everybody's had different experiences. Everybody, not everybody may put um, put happiness over love. Not everybody, you know what I mean? These are things that I've picked up along the way from failing. You know what I'm saying? So Sometimes maybe you need to fail a couple of times to learn. And I tell my kids that all the time, like when they're doing their work, it's the questions that you get wrong. Like, I don't let you just get them wrong. I make you go back and work them again until you get them right, because that those are the lessons that's going to really stick with you. You know what I'm saying? And it's not to say that you got to go and fail and fail and fail. But if you fall off and you get back up, you've learned two things. Like, and I actually was writing about this in my, um, I, the year the year wrap up that I was writing that I, I never finished and nor will I probably ever finish or post because the, the moments passed, you know how I do. But, you know, um, the failing in life is where the lesson comes from. Like, yeah, okay, say you make it to being successful or you say you make it to, to, to the wins and all you know is the wins. Like the person who have, who has failed first before reaching the wins 
knows a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Idealistically, you would look at it and say, oh, well, I've won without ever taking a loss. You know what I mean? I'm, I got here without ever failing or taking a, a, an L. And it's like, okay, but do you know how to take an L? You know what I mean? Like, you, you got it all, but if you lost it, can you get it back? Because that's, that's, those are the things that you learn from taking losses. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that, you know, it's pretty much tailored to the person's experience and what they can and can't tolerate. I can't, like, I have a high threshold for physical pain, so I can't sit here and say when people say, oh, well, did it hurt when you got your nipples pierced? I'm like, yeah, it hurt. But if you ask my mom how it felt when she got her nipples pierced, oh, it hurt worse than childbirth. Like, I didn't I didn't gather that. And, mommy, you had two C-sections with epidural, so how would you, you know? But I'm not going to judge, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, but again, it's, it's it's tailored to the person. What can you take and what can't you take? Because, you know, I'm considering just leaving a few numbers out of my phone, so I'm like, am I being petty or not? You say what? Because I'm thinking about deleting a few people's numbers out of my phone. I'm just kind of thinking I'm being petty or not. No. Are they serving you? How do they benefit your life? If, if, is it terrible to say I don't know how most people benefit my life? No. Not at all. But I don't connect with as many people as you do, so... I don't connect I, with that many people. Like, I feel like the people that I keep close to me, I can learn from, or, you know what I mean? There, There's, there's, there's a gain there, and not just like a, um, a selfish gain but they bring something to my life. Now, if you're just here, there's people who want to be a part of my life, but I don't, they don't bring anything to my life. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, do I really need you here? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, 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 I got enough. I got enough friends. I got enough, you know what I mean? Enough people in my life that actually uplift me and, and, and move me closer to the things that I would like to do. So if you can't do that, then I don't really, I don't really need you around. I mean, unless I just genuinely enjoy you, which if I, for me, me enjoying you is a big part of like what I can learn from you. You know what I'm saying? That That's how I measure how, you know, how much I like you or how much, you know, you mean to me. It's like, what can I learn from you? Because I don't need people in my life who I can't learn from because you're going to be a distraction. So you got to kind of, I guess, look at it from that perspective. I don't want to say, like, can you benefit from them? But when I say that, I don't mean, like, a, a one form of, like, benefiting. I mean, like, be it business-wise, be it personal growth-wise, do they pull you out of your box and does that help you? Does that make you feel better about yourself, those type of things. You know what I'm saying? How how do they affect your life? And if they're just there, then go and delete them. If if there isn't, if they're not coming with the, nah, you know what? Talking to you makes me feel better. Or I feel, you know, less weighted after I talk to you. Then all right, well if if I talk to you and I still feel the same, all right, bye. You really you know what I mean? Like what are you bringing to my life? And that's not to be like, you know, back to the conversation we had earlier, like, okay, well, 
you know, what you offer. But at the end of the day, like, you know what you bring to people or you have an idea of, you know, what you offer, <clears throat> what you offer and what you actually bring to people's life, maybe two different things. But you have an idea of what you offer to people's lives. So it's not a, it shouldn't be a big deal for you to be like, yeah, nah, what you, what I'm getting from you just doesn't cut it. You know what I mean? Like you just kind of there. Bye. And they're deleted. So. <laughs> Dang, that was quick. Because my You must have been sitting, you must have been sitting on that thought for a minute, debating it. Oh, no, because two of the people, they get cut off at least once a year. Mm. Other and I'm just like. So how do they keep making it back? These are excellent questions. One is because they contact me and I don't know if I should. I don't want to. too nice? Are you being too nice? I don't want to be an asshole if that answers your question. I'm pretty sure you can convey your, you can, you know, put yourself out there and without being an asshole. But then again, you are talking to uh how you say subconscious asshole like uh i can be an asshole when i'm not even like trying to be an asshole but because it's just a part of my personality now i think that the people who i think that the people who know me and in, in, in that manner they they understand that because like case in point remember i told you we had a conversation about one of um one of my friends I don't know if we had the conversation, but I think I might have touched based on it on uh, Fuck It, I'm a Mom on one of them episodes. But one of my friends was going through some shit that it was like a downward spiral. And as he was going down, he was pulling people down with him. And I was like, all right, so I can't be there for you in the ways that you would need people to be there for you. And also me trying to be there for you is bringing down everything that I worked so hard on within myself. You know what I'm saying? So we had to, you know, I cut that off or whatever. And it was like, it was like in the moment, it was a very emotional moment where it was just like, yeah, whatever. Like you, you know, we were arguing or I don't even want to say arguing, but like, you know, he was under the influence of alcohol, which was a problem. And he was reacting, you know, and then in his reaction, um, he, he was reacting to me being my normal self. He was taking everything personally because of, you know, the alcohol and and, react, and him reacting to that. I was like, well, listen, I'm not going to soften who I am because you keep making a decision to not do better. You know what I'm saying? Granted, I understand that those things are hard or whatever, but when I see that problem, it's like you mad at the world over this un unhealed pain that you feel, this unhealed grief. And instead of getting help for the grief, you just want to put, you know, keep drinking and keep drinking. And I, I'm not in a position to stop you. And I already feel like every time that I try to help you, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's pulling me down with you. So this ain't going, this not working for me. And I can't be who you would need me to be or who you're looking for me to be in your life. So I had to let that go. And then a couple of months later, he came back around and he's like, you know, I miss you. And it's like, I miss you too. And I hope that you're doing well. So yeah, you know, can we be friends again? I'm like, whoa, you know, we can like friend date-ish type thing. 
to see exactly where you are in your life and see how your orbit can fit into my solar system. You feel what I'm saying? Like, if your shit is going a little bit too crazy, it's no space for that over here. You know what I'm saying? But if you got your shit back in a, a decent rotation and you're able, you're functioning well, then maybe we can go ahead and see about us, you know, being cool again like that. But I can't just jump out the window and say, all right, we bet we back friends again, because no, nah, like my life was going pretty OK without you in it. You know what I'm saying? Like I was OK. So it's like um, how much of, of me is required for this to work? You know what I'm saying? And how much of you have, how much have you healed within your shit to be back in my space? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you got to kind of take, take inventory of these things before you even just say, all right, well, yeah, you miss me or you, you know, you, you hit me up and now we're back being friends again. Whoa, it's all right to say, well, let's see how you've changed or how you've grown from where you were before, because if you haven't changed or grown from where you were before, we're going to have the same issue that drove us apart that made me cut you off before. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like to avoid a second cutoff or annual cutoff. <laughs> like, let's go ahead and see how you changed within these, these last 12 months. You know what I mean? Let's talk about that. Let's sh show me how you've changed in your friendship. Show me how, like, you know, we can we can give it a trial run, but I can't make no promises that I'm about to just take on the responsibility of you being in my life again because that's what it came to. If you had to cut somebody off, obviously there was it was becoming more than you can handle in some form or fashion. I just think at this point I was collecting friends to do something with. And while they invested in me, I wasn't I was invested in them on autopilot, not because mm. I genuinely care for them. If that makes mm. sense. It was just you, hey, I'm throwing out investing, so stand in line and catch some. Well, what is the best one? You get a friend, you get a friend, you get a friend. No. And it's like <laughs> and I I know how I am as a friend. I will be very I'm very extra. Mm. And with being extra is like, you know, when most places have extra, if you want extra guacamole at Chipotle, you gotta pay for that shit. Yeah. Yeah. I just realized at some point, yeah, these people are accessible for hanging out and all that, but how often are they asking me to hang out? I'm asking them to hang out all the time. Oh, child. It's so funny. Oh, my God. I literally was just talking to... We was just talking about that today. Like, literally just talking about that. What? And I, I don't know if I, I dropped that gem. Let me see if it's still up in, in here, like the conversation that we were having. That's so crazy that you said that because he was and he said it, he was like, I'm just sitting here smoking. And, you know, that shit just shit crazy. Da, da, da. And he was talking about how like, um, let me say, like not even on no romantic shit, just like in everyday life. He's like he felt like he was an option. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, hit him. Oh, yeah. Don't forget to hit him. And that's when I dropped that gem that's on my Instagram now. I read it and I was like, you know, later for feeling like an option. I was like, my cousin always says, if you got me as an option, choose the other option because I'm good. If you go, if you got to think about if you should or shouldn't with me, you shouldn't. And if you got, excuse me, you shouldn't. And you got to get the fuck out of the way for those who knew off the top of their head that they should. But ain't nobody got time to be not matching energy to, you know what I mean? Like we're in a whole different age now. Like as we get older, and you get more on your plate, be it business and just 
overall maturity. Like, nah, if you got a question or you're not sure if if I'm, you know, the last thought, don't make me a thought at all. I'm good. And if you feel like your friendships and the relationships that you, you know, maintain aren't giving you that in return, then nah, you pull your hand back. It's nothing wrong with keeping with keeping the extra for yourself. Just put it in storage until you find somebody worthy of it. You know, if you if you're gonna constantly not constantly give, but if you're a giver, trust me, givers gonna give and takers are gonna take. <laughs> you okay, bro? Who you? Because when you turn your camera off now, you know you be taking your moments, and I can't tell it the hell you processing. I'm processing. I'm, I took after I watched Soul, I was like, it's time to reevaluate our lives a little bit. <laughs> So did we talk about Soul? No, we didn't talk about Soul because it came after the last episode. Okay, okay, okay. So is that where we move into next? Yeah, because we could Segway. talk. Segway, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, <laughs> go ahead. Oh, you want to go back to Bridgerton later? Um, This on you, I'm good with whichever. Oh, well, we already started to transition into Soul, so let's talk about Soul. Mm-hmm. That was a good movie. That movie's the type of movie that gets you fucked up a little bit. What you mean? It's so funny, like, because as I'm, I just did one scroll throughout uh, Facebook, and it says one of my friends on Facebook is currently watching Soul, and it's this big ass sign that says Soul. And I'm like, odd. Look at God signs. But go ahead. I think the main issue, at least what I was getting from, is finding your purpose and realizing the shit you're good at is not always your purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? There, there was an episode, there's a podcast, uh, something with Teslin. It's on the Black Effect Network, uh, straight, straight Shot, No Chaser with Teslin or something like that. And she had an episode with Trade of Truth. And she was saying something like that. And he was like, nah, my purpose is music. My purpose is music. And she had to bust it down like, nah, like you're calling. He's like, nah, my calling is music. My calling is music. And she's like, nah, bro, you don't understand what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Like, he, like, but she did say something to to that effect. Like, it's not, you know, go ahead. But yeah, because that was a while ago. I haven't really, like, listened to the episode since. So I don't want to, like, start on it and then say everything that she didn't say. But yeah, if y'all are interested, listeners, if you're interested, it was, um, I think, one of the first couple of episodes in the podcast. Again, it's called Straight Shot No Chaser. And that's not to be big enough to somebody else's podcast, but she definitely had a moment where she had to explain that to him, your calling and your purpose and everything like that. But go ahead, Amari. Yeah, because what one of the Jerry said is a spark isn't a soul's purpose. So just because something interests you, something that you're good at, that doesn't mean that's what you're meant to do. Like, mm-hmm. some- like a lot of fuckboys are good at fucking, but that don't mean they should be porn stars. Mm-hmm. hmm Absolutely. Great analogy. I mean, great comparison. Yeah, that's, that's definitely right. That and don't I, mean you need to go out there and, and, and slang the cock on the porn hub. Anywho. Yeah. How did you like the other oh, the barbershop scene was so good. Yeah, that barber was fine. <laughs> what was yeah, it? He was he was handsome. Especially how he furthered the whole idea of 
What was it? Because originally the barber wanted to be a veterinarian, but even with him having a GI Bill and all that, he didn't have enough money. Plus, he had a daughter, so he became mm -hmm. a barber. And it reminded me of your whole fuck it, I'm a mom thing, which I reference way too often in this podcast. I about, mean, real is real, nigga. <laughs> about not limiting yourself and focusing on the core thing that you want to do. It was like, he wanted to help people and making them look better made them feel better. So he found a way to do what ultimately, I guess, mm -hmm. can purpose. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, like without. And I think there was a statement where where there where she was like, um, "Well, if you wanted to do that, then how'd you get here?" Or or because you didn't get a chance to do some something like that. Mm -hmm. And she was like, "He was like, oh no no, I love what I do." You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm, I love this. Like I wouldn't want to do nothing else type thing like that. But that goes back to what you were saying, you know, um, about purpose and calling and whatnot, and which your spark and shit. And I think that played a played into that theme. But I do. Who the fuck was Lisa? About one or two times, Joe mentioned a woman named Lisa in the film, but we never saw her. What did he say about her? It sounded like his ex or somebody that who could have been his wife. If he, I don't, I don't recall hearing any of that. Maybe that's the part I missed. That's what I'm saying. What he say about her? He said her name like two to three times in the whole movie. It's was annoying. So I'm like, where are we gonna meet this woman? Because we don't. The way the ending set up for Soul is kind of open ended, mm. which I don't know how I feel about. Mm. Yeah, it, it was definitely open and open ended. I didn't like the um, I didn't like the way it ended, but outside of that, I did like the the whole movie. Like it was dope. I wanted twenty two to be a little black girl though. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. But you know, Tina Fey, the token white girl, on a ticket to bring white people to see it. Does Tina Fey even still have enough um, like name recognition anymore? Because outside of Twenty Rock, what does she? Well, that. Mean Girls. That's pretty much all I know of on SNL. But then again, I don't know white people stuff in that area. Yeah, no, Tina Tina Fey name whole weight in the white community. Yeah, she's still whole weight as a white comedian, like the white comedic actors, she still holds weight. If her name's on the bill, people will go. Mm -hmm. And I've been seeing a lot of men cheating on their barbers lately and I, on the Facebook, and I'm I'm, I'm, hmm. and it's funny because I'll be seeing the other barber in the comments or in the likes, and it's like, mm, is this shade? Is this shade? I've been like, because I, I know I've seen you a cut. Matter of fact, I know because I know the barber, I know both the barbers, but it's like, hmm, hmm. y'all is cheating. Y'all ain't loyal. Y'all hoes ain't loyal. A lot of people cheating on their barbers these days. I so badly see you bring up cheating when I talk about Sylvie's love, but you said not to. Nope. So Bridgerton, Bridgerton, whatever it is. I wanted to, I wanted to, I, I, is it strange I couldn't get past the fact that Daphne was like 16 and this man was like 24, 25, maybe older? Wait, did you, did you see, um, you watched the whole season? Yes. Yeah, you know the the times. That's how it was with the times. Gross, but that's how it was with the times. But either way, they want to work everything else on this show, but you can't make her older. Hello, um, but you know what? Not for nothing. 
I was gonna say they didn't much, they didn't make too much mention of age outside of like you know younger sisters of the household, but it's just that that society overall that that time period because like my nerdy ass once I seen that the queen was black, I had to go and do my researches, and so I sat and I listened to um. I sat and I watched and listened to, and this desk came out very nice. Wow, I'm gonna let me save these plans. Um, I'm gonna I went and I watched YouTube's on you know history and stuff like that to see if the queen was actually black and da 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 and how they came up with that or whatever. And in the midst of me doing that, I just was like so turned off by like how they how things were then. You know what I mean? Like, and even just watching the show it was like a big turn off. It was so cringeworthy. Most of it was like, oh, that's nasty. I was happy to like the only good couple with a black couple. Oh, the boxer and his wife? Yeah, Allison Well. Yeah, I think that was low key intentional. I mean, it was a safe place. I'm, yeah, and I'm okay with it. Plus, it was like, did you notice it was like no dark skinned people got to talk, and it was like no Asian people that got to talk? I mean, Lady Dan Lady Auntie Danbury, she was a little darker. Lady Danbury's dark, just like people keep claiming Gabrielle Union is dark. She's brown. Exactly. What you wanted, like a ducky fire or something? Like but you notice like Lord Hastings and a lot of dark skinned men were seen and they got to talk. He was, he was ugly. <laughs> <laughs> and also, he was, he was very ugly, and that wig did not help him out at all. And it just was like, mm, okay. And also, yeah. outside of Lady, what I also wonder is why was it just Penelope was the only young girl who actually had meat on her bones? And not for nothing, Penelope was old as shit. Okay, that is one white woman that is going to age okay. Yes, she's you know yeah. which one's Penelope? Penelope was the short one, right? Yeah, Pen. She was the short, wide one. Okay, because sometimes you say you don't know them by name, you just know them by description. Yeah, I mean, you know I got a description for them, but yeah, no, I knew Penelope. I don't know where her sisters' names are though. Uh Philippa and Don't care. Okay. <laughs> they weren't very important. They were just in the way. Oh. I don't even remember what her mother's name is, but she, you know, you know me. Like I, I like that the people who who resonate or who I can like who got an actual like something about them. Um, yeah, but I, her sisters, they could have, like honestly, I, they're so forgetful. Their characters, um, their faces, I feel like whatever. Cinderella with this storyline. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, I didn't like, like I said, the, the time frame, the the times that they were in, like, that shit was so cringeworthy. Like how um, the mother was trying to hook up uh, Marina with that old man, talking about, well, he's 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 eager for an heir, so he won't ask questions. Like, yeah, but bitch, look at him and look at me. Do you think that looks right? Mm. And I was weirded out by they never really talked about interracial relationships. And it's only till like the later half of the season you actually see interracial relationships. Yeah, I guess. Because I've seen like in the background you would see like a black, you know, a black woman walking with a white man or something like that. But I don't think that they did say anything in, in the forefront. 
but I do know um, Lady Danbury did make a mention of like basically like we we fought so hard to be acknowledged and now you know we're getting we're 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 here basically we got to seat at the table black people got to seat at the table and it was like okay I guess you had to like kind of let niggas know that because when you first turn it on you like what niggas and white folks mingling like that like that was a thing what you say what early 1800s yeah was it early yeah early mid i don't know somewhere around there but i had to go and 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 read an article about it because it was like you know i was like what the hell oh what's that the heat about to come on so i had to go and like read an article about it or whatever and they were saying like um if i'm not mistaken they were saying something to the likes of like they're writing, you know, writing us in because we should have been here all along type thing. Like, that's why we're here in the story. Because there was, like, some white people who were, like, you know, offended. Mm. And, like, oh, this isn't, you know, historically accurate. And she, they were, like, saying, like, nah, well, I mean, outside of the fact that the queen, um, I don't know if it, it was proven or whatever, but she was, like, rumored to be it. They broke it down how she was. And it was, like, somebody, something of offsprings of the more or something something the more did something and smash with somebody and then you know she was like some some a little bit of black or something like that yeah. but yeah well apparently she was pro-black because she started giving black people titles yeah when she came in i i don't know i didn't in real life too or just in the movie i mean in the show in the show this oh, okay existed. huh this queen in the show, I don't think ever existed. No, she did. In the books? Mm-hmm. Not in real life. No, in real life. Who? Who? Let me find out that this is based off of real stuff. No, no, I don't think, I think it's like fictionized, but that, that queen, yeah, that was queen who? Uh, matter of fact, Bridgerton queen. Her name is Charlotte. Yeah, Queen Charlotte. Yeah, she's a real queen. Charlotte Sophia? Is that her name? Yeah, and in, in real life, her husband was crazy, and she started, um, she kept up the front until he died. So, like, that's why they're saying, like, the royals now might have a little bit of uh, black in them or something like that. Mm, no, because Queen Elizabeth is German. Yeah, no, they came from uh, and then they switched their names over. So I think it was before them or something like that. But Queen Charlotte, yeah. Let's look up on Wikipedia. Fuck. The claim expanded over time. Various claims that she had African or mixed race or biracial black. Look at that. So I was correct? Mm-hmm. Or black Portuguese. Okay, check me out. I told you I started watching all them damn uh I went down the YouTube rabbit hole. I actually been down the YouTube rabbit hole on the um on the Royals from when I was watching The Crown. So when I signed on to YouTube that day after watching after seeing the the quote unquote black queen, I'm like, well shit, it was already right there. So it started to tie in a little bit. And then from there I jumped to George Washington Carver because I needed a little black in my life. <laughs> She died in 1818. Let me 
children did she have? I'm gonna go down a rabbit hole. Anywho. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so she was believed or she might have been black or whatever, whatever. I you know, once I'm not one of those people that be like, I can quote this article or not. Like, nah, I read in the article now. You long do your Googles yourself now. You old enough, but <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely seen somewhere that that was the case because in the in the the video I was watching, they were talking about how like the 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 king had went crazy. So when I got to that part in the story, when he was like, "No, nah, you know, where's Emily?" and you took Emily, and I was like, "Oh, I wonder if this nigga got Alzheimer's." But not for nothing, I adore how that queen, like her her attitude, was just doing it for me, like. <laughs> When they came in, it was like the king is, and she was like dead. It was like, <laughs> and she waved him off, like, oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was dying. I was like, this bitch is over it. Like, will you die already, king? But the God, you went away. You still in love. I just think she at that point where she can't do it anymore. Yeah, like, nigga, because I think so too. Because when she sat down at the table and she was like, oh, my dear, I miss you. He's like, but I've been right here. And she's like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like about that. Your ass has been a little bit cuckoo for cocoa puffs, but you've been here, yeah. But I just ain't trying to been dealing with this shit. Like I, I love, I love the way she played that character so much that I had to go look her up on Instagram. And she's um, a lesbian in real life. Yeah, yeah. She's short hair and everything. She, she looks like she lives a very off grid, fun lesbianic. I don't know if that's a word, but you know. One of those type of lifestyles. She looks like her and her partner just have a great time and, you know, do nice things for humanity and have a good set of friends. Then they go out and, you know, drink tea together and whatever alcohol that British people like to have, you know, things like that. She is 49. She doesn't look that old. Yeah. Not well, the makeup. Mm. If you look at her on her, on her Instagram, you'd be like, okay, I can see it. I, I would have given her a little older. She even got a picture of her and uh, Lady Auntie Danbury up there. I know I'm getting on to the Instagram. Now, I love me some Aunt Danbury, girl. <laughs> when she was like, when she bowed for the queen and the queen was like, is that as low as you can bow? And she was like, with these knees? Yes. <laughs> you see me walking with this cane? Don't play with me. Kind of makes you wonder, what is Lady Danbury and the Queen's relationship before we came into the show? Oh, grab me a four for four. For later. Uh, four for four for later. Uh, no lettuce, no tomato, because this nigga be acting like he don't know my order, even though me and my daughter order the same thing every time. You probably right over me and can hear me. Oh, let me take this out of the family chat. Strawberry lemonade. Yo, my family, this house, I like. I just adore. I don't like. I just adore the setup of this damn house. Like, I love having every like. It's like my whole world in one spot. I was telling my dad that, like, these niggas get on my nerves, but it's just so funny because. Aunt is about to go make a food run, right? So he just put it in the family chat, like, I'm going to go get food, right? And he did it earlier when he was coming home from work. He was like, I'm at the chicken shack. I'm going, you know, I'm getting food. Anybody want anything? So in the family chat, right, all the adults in the household is in this one chat room, right? 
my father goes out of the chat and into a personal conversation with my sister and says, tell aunt that I want. And she like, why you just can't put the shit in the chat? Well, I guess I could do that. Like, no, nah, nigga, just put this shit in the whole chat. Why is you sending me a personal message of me uh, telling me to tell him something that I'm literally just going to copy and paste from our personal chat and put it back into the family chat? We could have just told him, like, yo, she be getting so annoyed with my dad. That should be so funny because she put up with it. I won't put up with his shit. That's why I'm not the favorite. And I'm, I'm okay with that. In your own special way, you're the favorite. And no, I mean, granted, like that, like you know, I, I got the joke that I'm the mistake baby. Like, if you ask my father or and my mother, like, where was where was being conceived? Oh man, let me tell you, it was a warm summer afternoon day. Or you know what I mean? Like, they start going off where she had to be conceived in like uh, she's in November baby, so she had to be conceived in like March. But you know, like he'll go into the whole spew of it, and it's so much love and passion in his story, and my mom's as well, and oh, I had this van, and it was like the love machine, and da da and then it's like, all right, so what about me? Oh, yeah, me and your mom was just getting it in a lot lately in that point in time. It's like, so basically, I was the, we just got back together. We fucking all the time, baby. All right, got it. You was like, out of love. I was conceived out of, nigga, it's good to be back with you. I don't necessarily know it was out of love. It was just one of them things. But I'm okay. I'm here. I made it. So I'm cool with it. But um, that made it. Yeah, you know, I came, I came through, came through strong. But um, yeah, like I told him earlier, he um, he let me use his truck because my car has been blocked in the driveway. I parked my shit up last snowstorm. I don't even remember how long ago that snowstorm was, so I haven't been out driving or anything. Like I just left my car back there, and if I have to go somewhere, then I'll just use Aunt's car if I'm like running to the store or something. And so I told my dad when it was snowing, I'm like, yo, like, uh, why you? <laughs> I'm such an ignorant asshole. That's why I'm. This why. I, I can't be the favorite child. I'm like, yo, you need to go ahead because he's been sick these last couple of days. I'm like, yo, you need to go ahead and get better because you're not going out on your whole strolls in the morning. It's holding me up. Typically on the weekends, you'll be out hoeing in the morning and you'll stop and get coffee creamer so that when I wake up, I can have me a good cup of coffee. <laughs> you being in the house sick means that you ain't go see none of your hoes, which means that you ain't stop at the store and get me no coffee creamer. Now I'm sitting here hard, you know, um, hard on waiting for a coffee. And he like, well, what you going to do? I'm like, so let me use your truck to go to the store real quick. <laughs> so he's like, all right, but you got to get laundry uh, detergent because we ran out of laundry detergent. I'm trying to wash clothes. I'm like, all right, I'll do all of that if you uh, publicly declare that I'm your first, um, that I'm your favorite child. You go ahead and put it on uh, Facebook and tag me to it so Bean can see. You know, he's got a toy car. Like, he's got a car that he, he's been building. And he named it after her. Like, you know, he, he registered it and, like, it says her name on the license plate. So I'm like, bro, where's the Shonda car? Oh, 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 well, uh, well, uh, I'm like, no, no. I, I need public declaration. Like, I'm here. I need public declaration. <laughs> but nah, um, I, I definitely was a mistake. I remind him of that all the time. But I was like, their favorite mistake, so it's cool. Ooh, reminds me, are you gonna watch that new Kyla Pratt show or no? What? Kyla Pratt got a show? Well, she's not starring in it, but she's in it. Tell me more. You know I love me some Penny Proud, honey. I've been a Kyla Pratt fan my whole life, ever since she came on the scene. Is I say it? my whole life like she and I aren't the same age. Give it a take, yeah. 
I think she might she might be like a year older than me. Looks like kids that look just like Oh my gosh. Did you see her daughter dressed as Penny Proud for I, Halloween? Oh, she was too cute. I a live action. Are they doing a live action? No. What you were telling me about the show. Oh, call me cat. It's about what's it about? It's not about In what station? It's on Fox. It's based hmm. off. It's based off of. How you. do I feel about that? Oh no. All right, go ahead. Tell me what it's based off of. Maybe it might actually be good. You won't probably know, but it was originally based off of a show called Miranda, based off of Miranda Hart. But now okay, I'm I'm recalling Miranda a little bit. Wasn't she like some um awkward white lady and that's yeah. yeah. Was she um was she from was she from like the South or something? She had like an accent or something. So, there was something about her. Miranda was English. Like it was okay. an show. But they remade it with um the girl from Big Bang Theory that was Shelton's girlfriend. Okay. Um that Shelton's girlfriend, Miriam. She was a... Uh, 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 back in the day, uh, Blossom. Not Blossom, but uh, Blossom, whatever. Anyway, she was Blossom. No, not Blossom. She was um, her brother was Joey. Whoa, uh, what show was that? Oh my God, I watched it for like I was like hooked on it for a minute. No, that was Blossom. She played Blossom. Yeah. Blossom, American. Hit the Google. Hit the Google. Oh, she was Blossom. Yeah, and then there was an episode where um, she was she was Blossom, and then yeah, I think I was super excited because she was Blossom. Jennifer, <laughs> homegirl from the Parkers. Say what? Homegirl from the Parkers was on Blossom, the white girl. Which one? The white girl, Jennifer Oy. She was um six. Am yeah. I right? What was her name? I knew she looked familiar. <laughs> Look at me. I told you I was a Blossom fan. This is like recent years, too. Like, I mean, I watched it when I was younger, but a couple years ago, I was like going crazy. I would watch Blossom every night. And it took it off Boomerang. And I was like, whoa, wow, that's crazy. That's how you feel? I thought Boomerang was just cartoons. I mean, no, at nighttime. Anyway, yes, the show, the way that Fox has it up is in an effort to prove to her mother and society that it's possible to be single at 39 and still happy, Cat spends the entire thing open a cat cafe in Louisville, Kentucky. All right, so wait, who's playing Cat? You said the uh, Miriam girl? Yeah, and Eric is going to be one of her um, employees and also Leslie Jones, Les not Leslie Jones. What's the little Leslie Jordan? The little gay guy is gonna be another employee. Mm. From uh, he played in um Will and Grace as Beverly, right? I'll take your word on it. Never watch Will and Grace. Are you serious? A lot of these shows that you used to watch back in the day was not on my radar. Well, yeah, I do. We have well, Will and Grace. I well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, because I'm, I'm like I have to forget. I like I tend to forget there's an age difference between us. It's not really that big. It only it's years. not, but when you like TV wise, is it? It's it can be like so. It's like if you didn't catch on to certain things in like your adult years, then it's like as a kid, it's like a big difference. I'm chatting, Tennessee. 
But yeah, it's um. All right, so see now I'm gonna have to Google because I want to see what type of character she she plays, Miriam, in this in this show. I think like, because like, I'm so used to seeing her in the Big Bang Theory as a nerd, so it's like, can you, and can the you have a cool spunk? And she breaks the fourth wall, and it's supposed to be funny. So it's like a um, multicam? Multicam comedy. You, you see me using the words that we learned? Look at me. Look at me. Make sure I know what I'm talking about. When does it come on? When does it start? Eight o'clock tonight is the first oh, episode. Oh, shit. <laughs> I think he was going to say, like, you know, January 30th or something like that. You're like, no, it's night. Mm. And then in this regular day's time is Thursdays at 9 p.m. But today is the first episode premiere. So it's like, oh, I can't find no damn spot to be. Um, 30 minutes? It looks that way. Are you about to watch season? Hold on one second, Amari. But yeah, um, yeah, no, I'm gonna have to check that out. I don't, I don't even remember what you said the show was about. But I, all these, people, all these people that you named, I like, like all the people that you named are like my sitcom friend, my family. Eight o'clock tonight. Put it on the DVR. Yo, what the heck? It's just so much life happening in my house right now. Pacer just runs hauling ass upstairs to go into the room with, into him and my sister's room. And he just stands there. <laughs> like, what was the rush, bro? Why you had to bump, why you had to bump into me for you to just stand there? Good ass dog. But, all right, what other shows we we talking about? We did Bridgerton, Bridgington, whatever it's called. Yep, and that was all of them. Yeah, it was a... Good Doctor doesn't come back for like another week. Oh, yeah, I probably got to You know what? You know what I find myself doing more often now? You should really see how, like, I'm like laid the hell out on the couch right now. Like, super comfortable. Like, oh, tell me more, therapist. But you know what I find myself um, doing now is like just watching the recaps, the season recaps on YouTube. Like, I'll watch a couple of season recaps on YouTube, and then I'll be like, all right, I'm ready to start over again. Because not for nothing, I don't be wanting to watch certain shows. Like, I just, just give me, you know, the highlights, and then I'll catch into it. One show I really think you may like is Better Things, but I don't know when you're going to watch it. What's that? What, what What's it about, and what station it come on? It's an FX show. It's about Pamela Adlon, Pamela Adlon raising three. Isn't that something? I was about to say something about family. I feel like you mentioned that before. Because it's one of my favorite shows, and I think you will like it. All right. Tell me more. Okay. So her oldest name is Max, and she's kind of flaky, but still trying to find Hold on. You said owner? Oldest. Oh, child. I was about to say, oh, what you, I don't want to watch no white slave shit on TV. Oh, no. no. And that's okay. a single mother. Her best friends, one of her best friends are Cree Summer from a different world. <gasps> so love me some Cree. Another one is Judy Reyes, you may know from Scrubs. The name sounds familiar, but I didn't really watch Scrubs. I mean, I, it was one of those like put on put it on a TV and fall asleep to it once or twice before. I just know the ball guy from Clueless is in it. Ball guy from Clueless David. No, that's not. No, I 
I want to no, not phase on love because that's the chubby black guy, you know, the chubby dark skinned guy. Um, but you you've seen Clueless before, right? No, I just know that. Oh my god, rolling with the homies. None of that. No, doesn't resonate. No. Oh my gosh. I gotta come up with a list of the shit that I think that you need to see just so that you can be culturally up to date and when I say culturally I don't even just mean like black people I just mean like cause you're not young enough to not have seen Clueless like you would I have mean, to probably watch it with me otherwise I'm not gonna watch it yeah that's true that's true I, I gotta like I'm 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 set I gotta set up like a whole bunch of different movie watching days because like Amir's never seen um any of the Harry Potter movies. So I gotta set up a day for that. Um you haven't seen um you haven't seen a lot of movies. You haven't seen Harlem Nights in life, have you? I've seen Harlem Nights. You did? It's a freaking black classic. Yeah, I know. Trust me, I know it's one of my favorite movies. That and Coming to America, which I'm finding is so super problematic now, but I just can't not have it as my favorite movie because it's so it's fucking funny. Huh? It's Eddie Murphy in the 80s, of course, is problematic. Yeah, everything about Eddie Murphy in the 80s was problematic. Coming to America, too, um, they had a whole ass room on Clubhouse about how problematic it was. And I was just sitting in, I'm like, dang, yo. The more I sit here and listen to it, the more I feel bad for liking it and being excited about it. I mean, granted, March fifth, twenty twenty one, boo boo. Yeah, I'm 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 all for it because coming to a man like that's the thing. Like people, go, oh, don't touch the classic, don't touch the classic. Nah, I understand that, but at the same time, I am interested to see where they're going to take the story. It's either going to be really good or really bad. Exactly, that. exactly. There's not going to be any in between. So it's like I just got to know. I got to know. And then on top of that, like they're bringing back so many people. Like, did you see the uh, the trailer for it? With the, the little bit of trailer that they put out. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you see? They had um, they had Fancy back in there from uh, Jamie Foxx. I can't remember her name. Her real name, Gab, Gabrielle, something yeah. Haitian foreign type thing. Something French, you know, some some something. I can't say it at the end. But she's up there. I don't even think her name is Gabrielle. What's her name? Um, what is this Haitian? Something with a G, though, right? I gotta go to the Jamie Foxx show to remember how to even pick up her name. Uh, shouldn't you should be right there on the Googles? Yes. You're usually quick with I these know. things. It's Garcelle. Garcelle. U V A I S. She's yeah, something. It's Haitian name. It's I need someone to say it for me. I can't. Right, but she, they had her in there, and you know, looking unaged. Okay, you better. But um, I, I enjoyed. I like. I'm. I'm. I live for that. I live for the old school cameo. Like you know what I mean. Where there's like a show. Like case in point, I was saying about. Um, I was saying about the Big Bang Theory. I think it was. Huh? I think that it was that it was an episode where she like it was either a cameo of her of uh, Shelton's girlfriend Miriam and somebody else from the show or something of the sort. And then they made a little mention, like I love those little jokes that it's like, if you you, know, you gotta watch the original to, you know what I mean, to pick up on it. Like I love that type of stuff. So I'm I'm okay with the Coming to America uh, reboot. I wanna see if it's good, if it's bad. I mean, it is what it is, as long as, you know, the original is still going to be 
as wonderful as it is, you know what I'm saying? Like as wonderful as I pegged it to be. So I'm all right with that. Um, there was another reboot that was coming out, wasn't there? Or that is coming out? Oh, he has, I think Beverly Hills copies about to do again. Oh, no, I'm good on that one. I don't even remember the first one. I've never watched it. Um, there's going to be a new Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. What else was there being remade? Um, Gossip Girl that they're remaking. Um, what else are they remaking? There's a whole bunch of remakes coming out. You still there? Yes, I'm still here. <laughs> Like, I was steady talking because like my earphone was like falling out so I had tapped it to adjust like I had tried to adjust it and ended up like hanging up. the thing yeah I'm still getting the hang of like having my airpods back you know I went a long time without them and so like I was steady talking and I'm just like yeah you're right and I looked at the phone and I'm like did I hang up and Amir going, going laughing in the fucking living room jerk <laughs> shut up <laughs> Um, Our kids are assholes, bro. But yeah, like when you sent that, uh, I'm so excited, uh, gift or just whatever it's called. And I read it in the Jesse Spano version, and I'm like, oh, see, you don't even, you don't know. And she was hopped up on that Adderall. <laughs> Hot step on the hoop? She was hopped up on the Adderall. She had taken some type of pills to like help her study. I'm assuming they were Adderall. I can't recall which type of pills. But she also had like a singing performance where she was singing, I'm so excited. And Zach came to get her. He's like, yo, you you wilding right now. Like, you all high and whatnot. And she's like, no, I can still perform. He's like, you can't perform like this. She's like, yes, I can. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And she was dumb high. Like, that shit had me dying. So... Most people like if I if I make that reference on Facebook, people will be like, "Word!" Like that's really some of I guess my generation. The only reference is I'm so excited that we actually acknowledge. Oh, so, yeah, I would just think of a song. Yeah, nah. Mm -mm. Nope. Uh -huh. That's because you've never seen that episode. Had you been abreast with the. Jesse uh, Jesse Spano breakdown, you'd be like, yeah, no. Nah. Once you hear it that way, you can't hear it any other way. It's one of those things, like, I can't unsee it type of thing. But this that movie, Flashdance or the other one, what they do, I'm so excited, right? Mm -mm. No. Like I said, once you see Jesse Spano have a breakdown doing it, you can't hear it any other way. If you say so, homie. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's, I'm telling you. Everybody... <laughs> Anybody who is uh, 30 and up should be aware of that. So much disrespect. Now, I mean, um, listen. To the young. <laughs> to the young. I think we have ran out of the topics we were supposed to hit on. Anything you would like to put as a recommendation? No. <laughs> I never have recommendations. I don't really be watching TV. I, the only recommendation that I had for you was the one about the Bell people because I figured I was committed. I want to know more about them hoes. I mean, not to like, you know, call them hoes in the term of like actual like being a hoe, but you know, I refer to people in a non-malicious hoish manner. But um, yeah, outside of that, yeah, I don't be having I don't be abreast because I don't watch cable. So... Like unless you unless it's something like 
Facebook is talking about my, I call it my Facebook watchers. Um, the people who have really good show recommendations. So like, they're like, Oh, I just finished such and such. It was good. I'd be like, all right, well, I trust the opinion. Let me go watch it. I was like, I don't be on TV. I don't know where to start. The second that I turn on cable TV, especially I go, I got files. So I go to channel 165, which is HGTV. And if ain't nothing hitting on HGTV, I go up or down a little bit because they do a different, you know, builder shows on those. And then after that, I'll be like, fuck it, I'm going to YouTube to watch some building shit or I'm going to Netflix. Like, I don't really be. I've been watching Bob's Burgers a lot net lately. Think they have a movie in the next year or two? Uh oh. Uh oh. Well, let me see what we got going on here. Where's my thing? It's saying my headphones is getting weak. You said they, Bob's Burgers got a, a movie coming. Yeah. Really? I'm, I'm, which one is this? It's coming out this year, apparently. Huh. I'm still, like I said, I'm still new to it. Like, I, and I'll, I'll put it on to fall asleep, so it's not like I pay attention to every episode. But I ain't gonna lie, the episodes, like before I fall asleep, the stuff that I, the parts that I do be watching, they be funny as hell. They be having me cracking up. I'll be in the bed trying to be quiet because, like, I'll be staying up madly because you know moms don't get no time to themselves. So I stay up late so that when the whole house is asleep, I can just be in existence by myself. So when I get into the room, it'd be like three in the morning. Can't be mad as hell. But then I turn the TV back on and I'll watch Bob's Burger. And that should be having me like laughing. Like I'd be laughing out loud. And I rarely laugh out loud at things. Like something could be really funny. And I just be like, that's crazy. <laughs> but for it to like really have me cracking up, I'm like, all right, this is interesting. Like. That Tina, she be having me fucking hollering, bro. <laughs> a little thirsty ass. She needs some, some, I don't even want to say she needs some penis because she's too young for penis, but boy, a little boy crazy self is hilarious. Ooh, she is voiced by a 39-year-old man. Really? Well, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. She does have that, like, you know, that thing about her. That shit, they was on a cruise. And like she, they was they was getting like everything comp, and she was trying to get the guy to give her a massage, and he was like, "I can't massage you. You're a child." She was like, "All right, what about the top of my head?" He was like, "Fine." He started massaging her scalp. Then she came back. He she was like, "Hey, I'm four hours older. (laughs) What do you think about the neck now?" (laughs) I was fucking hollering. (laughs) Bruh, she sounds four hours older. So Bob's book is her recommendation. What's your recommendation? Um, a show. I don't know if I did this last episode because you know time is a construct. Um, but for the love of Jason on UMC, which is now I believe all black. UMC. Yes, urban. That, that's one of the. That's um, one of them special stations, right? Yes. Why is this a special station? Oh, because all they have is black content. But it's not, it's like between what BG has and what OWN has. So it's like not ghetto ghetto, but it's not bougie either. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess. What a love of Do Jason. they have any other shows that's worth, worth watching too, or just just that one? For the love of Jason is good. Um, uh, Double Cross was good, but the ending, they have weird graphics that were kind of like mm, low budget. Um, and it's question that show with Wendy Raquel. I think it's like Sweet 16 or some shit like that. Is that on there? Yes, it is. 
Okay, all right, all right, all right. I didn't watch it, but my sister did. And some of the parts that I seen with Wendy Raquel on it was, like, funny. Did you watch it? I didn't get a screener for it, but I need to ask if I can get one. Is it too late for a screener? I don't know. Like, I'm, she watched the whole show. Like, she watched the whole season. Yeah, because the season's over already. That's why I said that. Like, a, sc- a screener for the second this- season? The second season ain't gonna happen yet. Cause I have a contact there. I just sometimes I think when she doesn't send me like regular emails about what they have, it's like I don't watch I don't see a lot of commercials and UMC don't get no kind of commercials. Yeah, nah. Like it, that's why you see I had to ask you like wait, what is that's one of those special channels, right? Cause but um I saw that slight flex you dropped, like how you I gotta connect over there. I see you. Um <laughs> but like yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm I'm check out. I'm probably watching on Fire Stick or something. Um, Just be wary. The older it is, the more work in progress. What you mean? It's it's a baby station, so it's like you know you can tell with their people things get better as time goes on, and once they get more budget. Oh, you he, mean like the network or the show itself? Both. The, oh, network, okay. the only thing I don't like about the network is their subtitles sometimes are not to, up to par. Child, for somebody like me who enjoys the subtitles, I get real offended when they are not up to par. Like, that shit bothers me. Like, first of all, especially, like, I hate when it's a black show and you can tell that the person who did the subtitles isn't black. (laughs) 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 Like, I hate that. I'd be like, "Mm, that's not what he said. (laughs) That is not what he said and that is not how that is spelled, but okay. But um, for the love of Jason, what is that? Uh, one of them uh, love shows? Okay, so just to do a quick breakdown. Jason is a 34-year-old. He's been single for a year, and he's struggling to find someone he clicks with to seriously date, right? Mm-hmm. He was engaged about a year ago, but she gave him the ultimatum. He was dating someone a year ago, but she gave him the ultimatum. Either we going to be engaged or we breaking up. And his ass decided we breaking up then. So it's about him, his friend Brian, who decided he was going to stay with his girl, but now he's like borderline cheating on her. Mm. Another friend who just got married, but they were only together a year. Before that, he was usually into Instagram hoes and like people like that. Mm. And the last one is Lisa, who used to be a child actress who got married. The guy messed up her money and credit, so now she's trying to make a comeback. And she's she's very lovable. Mm. So that's the people. And also, it has um, Jack K. Harry as Jason's mother. Hmm. I love me some Jack K. Harry. Oh, yeah. It's only six episodes, though, which is the biggest disappointment about the show. Niggas got fat, bruh. I mean, it happens. Wow. Wow. Everybody who I was, like, super... And not, I'm not saying love with it, but like crazy over, you know, in my youth, bro, them niggas did not age well, bro. And it makes me question, did I have bad taste or I just had good short-term taste? I mean, you like them for the moment. Yo, not even for the moment. Like I was really like, hey, this one particular person I'm looking at, I was really like, well, I mean, this was like high school and, you know, after high school. We just, you know, that was, you know, smash buddy type thing every now and then. Um, but now I'm looking at him like, dang, yo. I mean, I guess you eating good, but you really want to hit a couple of sit-ups with that meal? 
It does make me wonder when are you gonna write this book of your life? <laughs> no, nobody, honey garlic steak fries. God dang, these look good. Um, no, nobody want a book of my life. I ain't, I ain't got you know. It's, what I'm gonna say? What the heck, I'm gonna talk about. You have so much to talk about based off of these 25. How does it? 24 episodes. Yeah, but don't nobody. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> what? Oh, I forgot. How good at math are you, Shonda? Um, I'm pretty decent. So how in the fuck you gonna know everybody, anybody, ain't gonna have no interest? You stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I thought we were going somewhere with this. I straight up sold that for Whitney Cummings, but still. I'm over here really answering, like, you know, I can I can do my one two, you know, I can count a little bit. Jerk. Nah, um I because you know what it is. Like I, I first of all, writing a book is a uh like it may they make it seem like it's got to have some type of structure to it like you know what i mean and i got i'm always all over the place so all over the place like it's a tv script flashback time oh yeah yeah i, I just i don't know i i don't you're just not in the place yet for what i got you yeah i guess cause it's like it's gonna happen Oh, niggas then got a location. That's what's up. Congratulations. Um, but yeah, no, it's just I don't I don't know what to say. Like even you be saying, Oh, write a book about parenting, and it's like, bro, I'm not even a fucking great parent. I'm just decent, mediocre at best. Bruh, have you met your children? I know my children are. Uh, they speak for me. I'll give you that. But it's like I don't know, bro. Like, I'd be listening to some of these parents talk, and I'd just be like, your kids must be boring as hell. And you could write a perspective from a parent whose kids aren't boring. They ain't perfect, but damn if they ain't better than most people's kids. Bruh. Yo. I, I can't, like, that, because he right here is on that, but last night... Amir just was he showed me how fucking wonderful he was. I was like, bro, you you are you are a way better fucking person than I will ever be. <laughs> I was sitting there like damn you're a good person, huh? Was it about that post that you put? Yeah, man. That shit was Yeah, man. We we could touch that another time, but that shit like yeah, I just I, I do I do I did manage to raise decent kids, but I think my goal with 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 making them so decent and it's like I don't want to take I don't want to take away from them, you know what I mean, and, and them being just naturally good, you know, wonderful people themselves. But my goal with them has always been like I said, my kids speak for me because when I was growing up, I had a terrible attitude problem. Like my one of my relatives, I won't I won't say what role they were, but one of my relatives told my cousin, um, my my younger cousin, that I wasn't going to pretty much be shit growing up. Fuck them in the hostel, know that on exactly. I I don't know if like I admit, I shared that post about how you can't force kid your kids to have a relationship with certain relatives or whatever like that. And I, I called, low-key called them out. And I was like, you know, I had family members say such and such. And that person is on my Facebook. 
And literally, not only are they are they on my Facebook, but if you open up our chat thread, because they've been on my Facebook for 11 years. So if you open up our chat thread, it's a lot of me reaching out to them, trying to um, establish some type of relationship. Oh, hey, I, you know, my dad was telling me about how back in the day you were like such and such, such, such. I thought that's so cool. You know, maybe we could do such and such, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, bitch, I can see that you read my shit. And didn't respond. You get what I'm saying? Like little shit. Like when that person is on the phone with my aunt. And you know my aunt will be like. Yeah Shonda's here. And that person will like. Or you know Shonda's here. And and and, and Mel's here. Mel's my mom. She'll be like. Oh tell Mel I said hey. What about Shonda? Like so you. Like, you know what I mean? Little shit. But it's like when that person was in the hospital. Ain't not near person come to visit them but me. I mean, low key, I worked at the hospital. But when I found out that they were in the hospital, I took my lunch and went to go make sure that they was good. You get what I'm saying? Like, whether whether I rock with you or not, like, you know what I mean? At that point, you were my family. But when, after the years went by, I realized, like, all right, you don't have to. Just because you blood, that don't, that don't make you family. It just make you related. You know what I mean? And so uh, knowing that that's what people thought of me, well, and I'm not going to say, you know, um, everybody thought of, thought of me like that, but a lot of people thought of me like that because of the way that I am, I'm, you know, okay, yeah, back then I used, you know, I drank when I was in my early 20s, you know, I'm a very big smoker, well, not as of lately, but, you know, uh, I still will roll up and blow down, you know, I curse, I don't censor myself, I talk, you know. I, I speak to everybody pretty much the same way. You pretty much get in the same me, just maybe a different variation of it. But it's like, I don't want to conform into this. Oh, like, that's not me, bro. And low key, I'll be so annoyed with people who baby talking. I'll be telling them, don't baby talk my kids. You know what I'm saying? Talk, don't, don't third person them. Don't do nothing. You speak to them regularly. Cause when they when they start speaking when they say something back to you and they're looking at you crazy like literally like I remember this one person had came to uh to to visit and they were baby talking the fuck out of AJ and AJ was looking at her like uh, uh um. then she looked at me like mommy and I'm like just 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 answer the question and keep it moving girl like so for me my thing has always been I'm going to still be as quote unquote ratchet, even though I'm not technically ratchet, but it's my my version of ratchet. I'm going to be as un um how do you say it, it was un, un unrefined? Is that it? Ooh, why would I call you unrefined? I don't know. I'm trying to say like raw. Like I'm going to be as Oh, you mean when I said you're gonna talk to someone's experience, not the education? No, not that. I never said you said these things. Oh. I'm saying like I try to be like I'm. This is who I am. I'm me. Like and and me being me, I'm not cookie cutter. Like I'm not. You know, I'm not that. You know what I mean? Like I like like I'm. I'm saying like I. I'm thinking the word that I'm looking for is like unrefined. Like I'm very raw. I'm not. I'm not um, dressed up and painted up. And 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 you know, prim and proper. Like I'm, I'm not for everybody. No, I'm not even going to say that. I'm definitely not for everybody. Only the real can survive. But um, I, I'm saying like you know, I'm 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 from the sh- I'm not going to say I'm from the streets, but you know, <laughs> I'm from the hood, bro. Like you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm. This is me. I've always like 
bad. I don't know, my attitude ain't that bad now, but you know what I mean? Like I I'm gonna give it to you straight, no chaser type of thing. Like my dad calls it um I don't take no tea for the fever. That's how he refers to me. So I've always been like that. And I my goal was always to show that, like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna have kids, but guess what? I'm still gonna be just as goofy as I was. I'm still going to, you know what I mean, be just as I'm going to be me. I'm not going to let parenthood take the fun out of what it is to be me, basically. Because I enjoy being me. I'm funny as shit. You know what I'm saying? And I know that I'm funny as shit because I make my kids crack the fuck up. You get what I'm saying? And it's like when you start making younger people laugh, people who are younger than you, it's like, all right, yeah, I got something here. Because older people, it's easy to make them laugh. But them younger motherfuckers be mean. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like, I still get to be me, but my kids speak for me. So it's like, if I'm not using proper grammar, fine, whatever. You can look at me and be like, oh, you uneducated or you you this, you that. But guess what? When my daughter meets you, you're going to be blown away by how she speaks. When my son greets you, you're going to be blown away by how man- how his mannerisms are. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are the things that I pride myself on. My children speak for me. So I get to be as ratchet and as ghetto and as whatever it is that I fucking feel like being as I want to because my job is done. I'm raising upstanding citizens and they are upstanding. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, the girl, there's this girl on Instagram, Kayla Nicole, and she's goofy as hell. Like, she's just as goofy as she wants to be. And her being goofy is what made her you know, is what got her everything that she's the, 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 the fame and where she is now, she got there off of just being herself completely and entirely. And I seen in the comments, somebody, cause she's pregnant now. And somebody in the comments was like, um, I hope you tone it down when your baby come. And I jumped right on that bitch and was like, Nope, don't tone nothing down. If this is who you are, be who you are. Just make sure that you're instilling the good in your child. Let your child speak for you at that point. You feel what I'm saying? Because everybody, and I think I had a post about it, like somebody was talking shit about, um, I don't know if they were talking shit about me or if they was talking shit about AJ once, and I put them in their motherfucking place on Facebook. And it was like, you know what, while y'all sitting here worried about, you know, what she got going on, you over there changing diapers, and I'm sitting there telling her, go use the bathroom, wash your hands when you're done, and our kids are the same age. Get the fuck out of my face. We live different. You feel what I'm saying? Like, that's how, like, I brag different. I, that's what I, I, put into my kids so I'm not going to sit here and talk about how great of a parent I am just look at my kids like you said but I don't think people really want to hear all of that from me you know what I'm saying but the thing is just like you just said there was a woman who was weird and had good who would still want to be who she is the problem I think it is and maybe it's just my purview and what little bit of the world I know mm-hmm. Who has these mothering books, parenting books? They seem way too put together, way too perfect. And oh yeah, I agree. I agree. They need. We're going to talk about diversity. Has to have diversity, not just in skin tone and all that, but people live different lives. Hmm. I. Why does my sandwich look small? Somebody, somebody said bites in my sandwich. Dead, dead, dead. Bro, I will punch somebody in the face. You bite my sandwich now. That shit was pretty good, and I'm saving that. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I just, when it comes to writing, I'm I'll be I'll be I struggle. I struggle with staying focused, and 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 I write for the moment. You know what I'm saying? Like that 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 article or that post or whatever it is that I was writing about the end of the year. Like I was 
going over like certain things that happened this year. And I talked about, you know, um, October and, 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 and the, how I failed or how I felt where I felt I failed this year. And I'm like, after I've talked about it, I felt better about it. I didn't feel like writing no more. And it was like, damn, what happened the rest of the 2020? I'm like, well, shit was good. And that, that was the end of it. So that's why it's like, it's hard for me to sit down and be focused and on writing because once I feel better about something or once, you know what I mean? I'll just be like, all right, well, I'm good now. So whatever. But you just flip it then and do it by audio first and then write it later. Hmm. That's a good suggestion. But then, like, but then it's like the podcast, like how I recorded it, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna edit it and post it later. And look at this, it's been what seven, eight weeks since I posted, you know what I mean? So, but like, that is a good suggestion, though. That is something that I should definitely um, consider. But it's just a matter of once I get the once I sit there and, and capture all the audio, who the fuck gonna go through it? Because <laughs> I don't like, I don't, I don't be listening to myself. But she cut off again. Who me? Oh, there you are. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. I ain't got no headphones in, so I'm here. But I don't know. It's a thought. It's a thought. It's been a thought, but that's what the podcast was really supposed to be for. But I just I have a problem with committing. Like I said, if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be doing this shit regularly. <laughs> Because my mind be like, all right, cool. Like people, oh, you need to uh, record when you build stuff and, you know, take video and stuff. And it's just like, bro, I'll be in the moment. I'll be so in the moment that it, I don't be thinking about that. That's just, I got it. I don't know. I really need to find me like an intern. Well, an paid intern to just follow me around and do that shit. I would say you could just put a camera in your shop and then just turn it on when you're about to start working. That's the thing. Even if I do that, like I have a camera. I even have the light set up in my shop, but the light isn't for recording. It's for I can't. I need the you know more vision, but it's the it's the proper lighting. It's the studio lighting, but I just I don't. I don't know. Like I, when I'm when I'm in the zone, I'm in the zone, and I don't want to stop and have to like make sure this is still recording and do this and do that. That's why I'm like I just need. Like I'm, I'm the, I'm the it person, and I need somebody to, you know, come around and 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 film and do that. You know what I mean? And and, and capture those moments because I, I'm too. I'm not gonna say I'm too busy, but when I get in the moment, that's it. You know what I'm saying? You're not trying to micromanage. I guess. I mean. When yeah. I like when I'm zoned, I'm zoned on one thing. Like I hate breaking zone. Like you seen how in Soul when um she was fucking with the Knicks. Did you you there? With the Knicks. In Soul. Oh yeah. When she threw the ball, she's like, oh, I've been fuck I've been messing with this team for uh years. <laughs> like yeah. that's how I am. Don't break my zone, beloved. Like it, it, it throw like I get really upset like when I'm zoning. So I don't know. That's why I said like I need to get me like a little intern out of high school, like, here, follow me around and just record my shit. Yeah, but it is what it is. All right, you got a quote? 
Um, quitting's not hard. Deciding to quit is hard. Once you make that mental leap, the rest is easy. Mm, that's a good one. I try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indeed, indeed. Um, I do not have a quote, but when do I ever? You do sometimes. No, no, no. So I'm not even gonna hold you. Most of the time, I just be like, I'm hoping you throw something out from some shit that I said over the week. But yeah, no, no, no quote. I mean, technically, I could file something you said to me in a text, but I just would have to look for it. Yeah, and you know, I the way I just drop gems, they just fall out my pocket, so. Yeah. yeah. It was a really good one. Well, save it for next uh, for next episode. Yep, and I'm probably going to have to do like I did last Double. time. Yeah, I didn't even pay attention to how you did it. Would you just like drop one and then the next day you drop the second part of it? No, I did one main episode Wednesday, and then Tuesday and Thursday after in between all weeks, I put in another one. So I may break this up into either two or three parts. Okay. It's fun. Yeah, I, I saw it, and I was like, all right, I like that. Not for nothing, like, breaking down a part one, like, if we have a long episode like that, and you break it down, and like you said, you put it on a week that we don't record, it still puts content out there for people who are interested in it. So that's cool. I be listening to these people. What'd you say? Listen to the clubhouse people. Hey, niggas is winning off the house. <laughs> but all right, if you're looking for me, y'all know where to find me. Shonda Nicole One on all platforms, including Clubhouse. Um, <laughs> yeah, ShondaNicole.com. That's about it for me. What about you? Where can they find you? Whenever I look, you can find me. Um, <laughs> that goes so. Funny. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's the website, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter page, which I really need to start live tweeting again, but I'll probably wait till like the good doctor comes back. Mm. And that's about it. Hopefully we're doing video reviews eventually. It's just I'm lazy. Mm, um, well, you do be having a lot of stuff going on. I really don't. It's just I'm so. You say that, not... but you be having, you be doing mad shit, though. You be producing bad not... content. I'm burned down at the same time now, so it's like yeah. That's the main reason I don't do video reviews now. Mm. Well, they'll be there when you when you're ready for them. But all right, people, it's been real. Awesome to watch. Call me. Get loud in my house. <laughs> all right, y'all have a good night and a good week. And watch Call Me Cat on Fox. Oh yeah, I'm about, I'm about, I'm about to uh, Google that now. I'm about to switch to it because it just came on. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.